Cherry Pop Horror. Hello, 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 and welcome to Cherry Pop Horror, the horror movie podcast where it's always someone's first time. I'm Jacob, and in this show we tackle all things horror, be they your classic slashes, gore fests, monster flicks, kids horror, animated, basically, if it's got enough horror themes to it, we'll give it a watch. If you've seen the movie before, just sit back and relax. If not, don't worry. We're going to be running through the plot, talking about what we liked, what we didn't like, and just generally having a good laugh. If you'd like to get in on the discussion, send us an email, cherrypophorror at gmail.com. That's all one word. All right, here we go. I feel the icy breath of death upon my neck. the ground on which you stand. Wendy! I'm The floor is quicker than the sand. She's doing the wrong stand with the deal in this day. Perfect. All goes. Bird! They're under the ground! They're under the This species will fundamentally insane. Can I speak to Annabelle? More two of us in a room with big sides and start dreaming up reasons to kill one another. I'm sorry? Rubs the lotion on its skin or else There's a couple of things a good filmic follow-up should do. For one, it should take what made the first great, whether that's because it was fun or exciting or scary or, you know, whatever, and build on it to make something grander. There's no point doing a sequel if you've no more story to tell. John Wick is an excellent example of this, with each entry being bigger, bolder, more of the same, but somehow better. The second thing a sequel should do is appreciate its audience. The only reason there's a continuation to begin with is because people connected with the first so much. There's several ways a movie can pay homage to its audience. Could be a wink and a nod to something in the franchise. Could be a cameo of an old favourite character or the inclusion of a fan input to show they're really listening. The problem with a series of sequels all released the same year as the original is there's no time to process what came before. But for the next is... Well, already there. And yet today's movie definitely ticked both boxes for what a sequel should do, and for that I'm eternally thankful. Hello Dylan, and welcome to Cherry Pop Horror. Welcome back for the episode four or five for you now? Ooh, yeah. yeah four. four. Episode okay. four, with yeah. of course the last part of this going to be episode five for you. Wow. Yeah. You just can't keep me away. No, it's because we talk about movies too much. <laughs> I, need, I need to talk about movies or I will die. I know, right? <laughs> so, what's your favourite movie sequel? It can be any genre, it doesn't matter. Just what makes a good sequel for you? What was your favourite? Hands down, no question, The Lion King 2. Really? Yeah, I love it. I love it so much. I can Simba's take, pride, right? Yeah, I can take or leave the first one. I don't really have an opinion about it. How dare you? Outside of, like, the general nostalgia of having grown up when it was big. No, The Lion King's amazing. Should, yeah, yeah. How dare I you? Just, the Lion King 2, though. The villain is so, better. The protagonist is better. Kovu is weirdly hot for a uh, Thank you. Lion. It's not just me. I was about to say Kovu was some something of a sexual awakening for me, That's and I don't know I, why. That's how I remembered that we had already had this conversation. Oh my god, yes! Because you lost your shit about Kovu. And, and I was just like, like yeah, Kovu was kind of hot, and I don't know why. He's a lion. He's kind of a daddy. <laughs> <laughs> um, daddy lion. Um. Overlooking the weird incest. Uh, yes, because they are. Um, Kovu and Nala are technically cousins, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, because. Wait. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, cousins. 
Wait. Because, no, wait. Is it? There's a... It's Scar's son. Kovu Scar's Why are we talking the family tree of the Lion King? Because it's important, Jacob. <laughs> anyway, the point is they're related and it's weird. They're related uh, and it's weird. But, you know, technically Simba and his wife would have been related as well because they're from the same pride and uh, there's only one lion and yeah. all these lionesses. So She's whack. You know, let's not dig into that. Mine is also a childhood movie. My, <laughs> my favourite um, sequel is Toy Story 2. Ah, it's it, been a really long time since I've seen any of the it does, movies. It does everything the first one does, but somehow better. Good. I think it's because it's got a Sarah McLaughlin song in it. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> that may be the gayest thing I said. No, if probably. If you make a movie, why would you not have a Sarah McLaughlin song? What's I mean, point? yeah, that's a very good point. It's like how Barbie Girl is not in the Barbie movie. With the new Barbie movie? Mm-hmm. What? I'm so mad about it. I'm actually... I, I had no intention of watching the Barbie movie, but... <laughs> I'm so hyped for the Barbie movie. I'm oh not even God. ironically. I'm so excited for it. But Sean at work was like... Because I play Barbie Girl like every day. He came up to me and he was like, you know they're not... The, the song isn't going to be in the movie? And I threw a tantrum for like a week. <laughs> I was so Just sulking the entire week. Yeah. Ack was Barbie. Every now and then I would remember and I would get angry again and I would have to go and yell at somebody about it. <laughs> Wait, this is the one with Margot Robbie, right? Yeah. Oh my God, why are they not using but... Uh, not even for What's the credits? the point of making a Barbie movie <laughs> if, if you're you... not going to have Barbie Girl, Aqua Barbie Girl. That's what I'm trying to say. That's insane. I can't believe this. I'm getting worked up again. I'm so <laughs> upset. <laughs> I think this may be one of the gayest conversations we've had because we went straight from <laughs> Kovu's heart from the Lion King into fucking Barbie. I mean, that you might be right, and that's really impressive. <laughs> that's really impressive for us. I mean, we did two and a quarter hours of they, them, and it wasn't this gay. <laughs> That was just gay rage. <laughs> that was very much gay yeah. rage. But anyway, a sequel that did really well is uh, Fear Street Part 2 1978-2021, yes, because it was my first time watching it this week. <sighs> Hello? It's not over. You are our last chance. How do we end this? You have to go back. 1978. The first day of camp. So you're Looks like blood. Do you have a better idea? Maybe. Who are you? Nick Good. Bad things always happen to shady siders. You feel it, don't you? There's something holding us down. Who's seen us? Run! One way or another, you're gonna die tonight. There it is. It's not just a diary, it's a map. I'm not letting you die. My sister's still out there! Go, go, go! We can end this. You swore it's becoming a habit. I'll survive! One of the greatest movies ever made. 
the sigh of like relief from you were like, he's watched it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I still haven't seen part three. So. That's fine. That's, we'll get there. We're getting there. I'm going to yeah. do one one more recording and then we'll do part three. Mm-hmm. Maybe two more recordings. Yeah. One, one or two. And then we'll tackle part three. So don't worry, people. It is coming. We will get all three parts of this one story out. I enjoy how we weren't going to do all three of them. No, we were like, we'll just do part one because you really like it. And then I finished part one. I was like, well, it doesn't really, it doesn't really end. It just kind of stops. Yeah. And I was like, maybe we should do part two yeah. and three. And then you were like, yes! Eat a little. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Okay. So... We open on, like it's a fucking TV show, previously on Fierce Tree. <laughs> I love the little teaser trailers at the beginning and end. They're so good. We get a rundown of the entire first movie. Um, Sheriff Good mentions that there were seven victims that night, the night of the incident in 1994? Six? I believe so. 94. 94. Yeah. yeah. Uh, part one it takes place in 94. This part takes place in 1978. Um, <laughs> I put a little note here. Rest in peace, Kate and Simon. Oh, MVPs yeah. of the last movie. Kate and Simon. Uh, Sam is the next killer, currently possessed by the witch Sarah Fear. C. Berman is the key. Um, the woman who see- who had previously seen the witch and lived. Mm-hmm. So we hear the news um, as it reviews the details of the first movie. You know, talking about the ki- uh, the kills in the hospital, talking about um, a couple of teens who are believed to be um, the perpetrators of these killings. Mm-hmm. Um, found dead in a grocery store i'm like if they're the ones who killed everyone who killed them <laughs> literally they're fully pinning it on kate and simon it's like they're dead what yeah. do you mean <laughs> <laughs> they're just like oh they went on a killing spree yeah and then she day. fed herself into a cake slicer <laughs> like <laughs> shady side life <laughs> <laughs> like what the fuck anyway just shady side police are stupid <laughs> let's just agree that police are stupid yeah um yeah rest in peace simon and kate um I'm, I was I had like a little rage when they were just like the perpetrators were blah and blah and I was just like you fuck off <laughs> those were the best characters from the last you movie you spit on them yeah. so help me god yeah basically <laughs> <laughs> just spit on the news reporter <laughs> Um, we see a woman sat on the couch watching this. An alarm bell rings. I, I have to admit, when I saw the news thing, because they did it so many times in the first one, I thought we were going to see Dina walk past. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, every time they had the news on, it was Dina, you know, wandering around the house cleaning up beer cans. Yeah. And then this time, it, we like, it actually gave me a bit of a jump scare when an alarm <laughs> bell went off. And I was like, oh, fuck, where are we? <laughs> uh, the woman gets up and... <laughs> We see the note from Sheriff Good on the coffee table in front of her. Mm-hmm. It was the one that he dropped through the letterbox that said, it's happening again. And I put, so this is C. Berman? I kept writing C. Berman because they don't, we don't know what her first name is until like yeah. the end of the movie. It's almost like it was a deliberate choice. Almost like it's a reveal. <laughs> Sprinkles glitter. <laughs> This is a gay This is a very gay yeah. podcast today. I don't know why. I'm just in a gay mood today. That's fair. I'm dressed pretty gay, to be fair. I'm not. I just got home from work. <laughs> um, we see she has a, has, a, has a collection of alarm clocks. All There's like three bookshelves worth of alarm clocks there's in so her living room. And they're all labeled. Yep. And it's like, have dinner, lock doors, check this, feed, feed the dog, do yeah. this, do this. I'm just like, oh my God. This will be a stressful life. Um, she has dinner, mac and cheese, and a bottle of Jim Bean. Yeah. 
Disgusting. <laughs> I hate Jim Beam. I say, having been drinking Jim Beam last night, but I genuinely do. Yeah, my partner drinks Jim Beam. It's fine. <laughs> I can't drink it all I just don't anymore. Like but bourbon in general, to be fair. Why not? Just too harsh. It's the taste of it. I just don't like the taste of it. That's fair. Everyone's always drinking beer in movies, yeah. and I hate beer. Yeah, I'm a whiskey guy, but I don't like bourbon whiskey. Mm. Okay, that makes sense. But yeah, I just thought this was like. Your American dinner. Mac and cheese and Jim Bean. That's what the kids call a depression dinner. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, we get to learn this woman's story very shortly, and I think she has all rights to this. (laughs) You have all the mac and cheese and Jim Bean dinners you want, my love. (laughs) You've earned it. You've fucking earned it. Another alarm goes off, and she checks the locks of her house. The dog named Major. It's like a Cocker Spaniel or something. Major Tom. His name is Major Tom. Oh, I just got Major. I didn't realise it was Major yeah. Tom. Oh, is it on the label? No, she says it again later. Ah, she I calls can't him, She that. does call him Major in the scene, but then later she refers to him as Major, Major Tom. Major Tom. That's yeah. adorable. Yeah. And, you know, if you're going to be a, a recluse, at least get a dog. Yeah. Yeah. Like... Even though she doesn't really seem very attached to it. <laughs> no. <laughs> Um, the dog Major won't stop barking. Another alarm goes off, and she misses checking the last window of her house. And I immediately went, "Oh, she gone die!" Yeah, for <laughs> someone who's so like paranoid and like obsessive and about checking all the locks and stuff, she completely. As soon as that second alarm goes off, she goes, "Oh, I guess I won't check this one." And I was like, "Yeah, you have like sixty alarms in your living room." And you're telling me you're not paranoid enough to finish checking that window? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Mm. Script writers, I think we need to have a little... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. The alarm goes off. Uh, She misses checking the last window. She feeds the dog. And we see a calendar in in her kitchen. And today is marked as day 5,937. Yeah. I could have done the math to figure out how many years it's been, but I decided not to. Because I'm not a f- I'm not a nerd. It's also not really relevant. It's not really relevant. Know how long ago? It yeah, was. it was nineteen. It's nineteen seventy-eight. Yeah, to, it's literally to... in the title of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's seventy-eight to ninety-four. However many years that is, don't yeah. make me math. Um, she falls asleep on the couch as the mayor's re-election campaign plays on the TV. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the mayor's name. Will. Will. Will good. Oh, it's the it's the sheriff's brother. Sure is. Oh, okay. Yeah, I completely yeah. missed that. I missed yeah. that in the first movie. Because <laughs> surely they said. Uh, do we? I think there was a brief reference to it during the uh, candlelight vigil. Candlelight right. vigil. Mm. Um, but like blink and you miss it kind of thing. Right, and I clearly blinked and missed it. Clearly. So that uh, yeah. Brother to Sheriff Good, mm-hmm. who was a sort of an integral part of the last movie, but not really that much. Um, there comes a knock at the door. We see a torchlight flashes through the house from the outside. The woman hides her dog in the closet, and God bless her. Yes. Save the dog first. <laughs> yes. Why don't more horror movie protagonists do this? Because the dog always fucking bites it. <laughs> I'm so, so and relieved. not in the way that would be helpful. No, not in the way that is helpful. I love that she just picks up Major Tom and it's just like... Stuffs him in the, stuffs him in the closet yeah. and just like, I'll come back for you soon. Yeah. And I'm just like, yes, you saved the dog. So I love you. Sorted. Yeah. And I was like, at this point, I was like, is this... Is this like the killers, the the, the Sarah feared possessed people coming to get her? Is this why she's been counting days? This is weird. I yeah, thought... they were not... <laughs> 
this is true. They might be polite, possessed people. <laughs> polite mass murderers. Yeah. yeah. There might be one. I don't know. There's been a lot since <laughs> There's been a lot since 1666. Maybe one of them's polite enough to knock. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, Ruby Lane is polite enough to let you know that she's coming. Yeah, she like, she yeah. sings at you while yeah. she's coming for you. So you could be like, Ruby Lane, coming to murder me? Cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's my cue. I'm out. Yeah. Let me stab you with a box cutter. Um, <laughs> yeah, she hides a dog in the closet as an intruder checks as... Yeah, the intruder checks the locks. The intruder, whoever they are, finds the kitchen window, which is unlocked. And mm-hmm. I, I just... I can't fathom that this woman would have left that window unlocked. It's so unrealistic. What little we know about her thus far. Yeah, in the, like, ten minutes that we've been watching this woman, I'm like, there is no way in hell she has ever opened that window. Yeah. (laughs) However, plot. But plot progression must happen. Indeed. Um, Whoever it is climbs in and are are immediately slammed to the floor by this woman, who's Mm -hmm. just like... Hard ass. Yeah. Yeah. Just like, I will fucking kill you. You know who she is, the actor? The actor? No. Did you watch Community? No. No. No, I've never watched Community. Have you seen that meme? That's like... <laughs> have you seen that meme? So, okay, yeah, I'm that guy. But have you seen that meme? It's like, I can excuse racism, but I draw the line at animal abuse. No. <laughs> well, it's her. Okay. And I can't unsee it. I can't take her seriously because of that. Uh, well, luckily she's not in this movie that much. But... It still yeah. throws you out of it, eh? It's, yeah, it's like, it's the reason, like, horror movies where I, they have, like, an A-list actor, like, I never, I never, like, connect to very well. With a couple of exceptions, but most of the time I'm just like, <sighs> I know you from other shit where you did. <laughs> <laughs> or like, like, I know you from a comedy. <laughs> 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 or you just know them as, like, a human being and you're like, you're a piece of shit in real life. Oh, such a problem, though. <laughs> I know, right? I I really like the Pirates of the Caribbean movies, and I just can't watch them anymore. Why? Who? Johnny Depp. Oh, what did Johnny Depp do? What do you mean? Are you... I heard the whole thing with with Amber Heard, and I I don't know. I don't really pay attention to celebrity gossip. Uh, She's not the first person to accuse him of violence, let's say that. Right. Okay, so they were both abusive in that relationship, not not just her. I don't really know enough, mm. but yeah. Okay. Just another actor to add to the list. Yeah. We're just like, ugh, okay. I just, ugh. Yeah. Put put them in the line with J.K. Rowling and Tom Cruise and, <laughs> and the rest of them. Disappointment's all. Yes. Why can't you just be decent human beings? Is it really that hard? Honestly. Like, come on. Sit the fuck down. You've got the money to do it. <laughs> Buy a book. Being nice costs nothing. Anyway. Being decent for dummies. You know, one of those, one of those little books. I have a for dummies book. <laughs> Do you? Voice acting for dummies. Love it. Yeah. Amazing. Anyway, um, the intruder is slammed to the floor by this woman who's a fucking hard ass, and it's revealed that it is Dina, the main character from Fear Street 1994. Yeah, Dina. Yeah. yeah. Yes, this is C. Berman's house. I was like, this just confirms it. Yeah. Um, Josh is also at the window, and... Sort of just looks at her and he's just like, hi. I'm here too. Yeah, basically. Um, they, they, they've come to see C. They've come to C. C. Berman. Mm-hmm. C. C. Yeah. They've come to C. C. Berman um, to ask for their help because they know that at some point C. Berman saw the witch and survived, mm-hmm. which is what we learned from the first movie. <sighs> they show, and I put Cindy? Question mark? 
Because at this point, I was tired of calling them C. Berman. So yeah, I just yeah. I looked up IMDb and looked at the first character that with a, with a C name. Yeah. And I was like, Cindy, this must be Cindy. It's not Cindy. Um, Spoiler alert. I mean, if you listen to this podcast, we go through, like, come on, this is episode, what, 35? We go through the plot in prestigious detail. It's Her name is one of those things that they deliberately mislead you on. Yes. Yeah. I straight up lied to Anya. She was like. (laughs) She was like, is that Cindy? She was like, is that Ziggy? And I was like, no. (laughs) <laughs> shifty eyes yeah um so yeah i thought this was cindy at first but um c berman the possessed sam is also in the boot of dina's car so that fucking phone cord is mvp honestly that phone cord is made out of adamantium or something yeah like there's no way wolverine can't break through this fucking phone cord um she tells them that they need to leave c berman asks that dina and josh get the fuck out and take the possessed thing with them. I think it's like almost word for word what she says. Almost, yeah. She's pretty ruthless. She's, she's like, like, take get that. Get it out of my house. Yeah. Which, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. She's got some trauma. Just a little. A little bit, of, which we will learn about. Just a little bit as a treat. <laughs> you can have a little trauma. <laughs> Just a little. Just a little. Yeah. Not too much. It's for you dinner. <laughs> uh, Dina uh, pleads for the help for their help because she's like I'm so in love with her please we have to make her unpossessed I can't just turn my back on her I yeah. love her so much it's very melodramatic gay. <laughs> you just need that guy in the background going gay <laughs> Um, C. Berman says um, that you can't stop the witch. You can only run. Yeah. I love that. Mm-hmm. I love an unstoppable force. It's always fun. <laughs> um, <laughs> Dina, please, with the power of love. That is literally what my note says. Yeah. She literally, she's just like, but I love her. Please help. And they end up tying Sam in the bathroom in C. Berman's house. I would have asked for the psychopathic possessed person to remain in the trunk of the car while I told my very long story. Literally, why could she not stay in the car? Yes. Like... <laughs> you guys come in flat. Now leave your girlfriend in the trunk of the car. We'll deal with that later. Especially when Josh comes out of the bathroom and he's like, oh yeah, she's totally secure. It's I know, right? Fine. Very convincing. <laughs> Josh, I feel so <laughs> He looks it. so shifty as well. She's totally not going to get out of there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was just I was expecting halfway through this story for them to like just, have to pause yeah. while they while they subdue Sam again. Yeah, yeah. They should have done that. That would have been really That would have been pretty funny. Yeah. It was like, and then the killer rabbit, and then it just cuts back to them running around the house going, Oh my god, Sam yeah. is free! Like one of the amazing jump cuts they did in the first movie. <laughs> yes. Exactly. But they tie Sam in the bathroom, I, I assume just using that indestructible phone cord, tying it to a radiator or something like that. Mm-hmm. And Cindy sets everyone down for story time. Yeah, Dina and Josh sit cross-legged on the floor. <laughs> like, like in the garden. I know, it's, it's so, so weird. <laughs> it's so weird, though. It's just like, it is I, weird. I know she, has other, she has an entire couch. And then she just makes them sit on the floor. <laughs> but also, why don't you just tell them the relevant information as well? Like. No. <laughs> <laughs> they sit down and she's like, okay, so it all started. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like, um, like I, I don't mean to rush you. <laughs> We're on a bit of yeah. time limit. See, Berman, I, I, <laughs> we literally spent all night almost being murdered by several serial killers. I'm exhausted. And then my girlfriend got possessed <laughs> and she's trying to kill us. And any second now, that phone cord is going to break. No, sure. Let's, let, let's talk for the next hour and a half. That's, yeah. that's fine. <laughs> I see no issues. Yeah, not at all. But she opens, uh, C. Berman opens their journal. I love this, everyone has journals. 
I tried journaling once. I just couldn't do it. I have ADHD, so I can't. I did it for like a day. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, I have to do this every day. This is like homework. I don't want to do this. I'll do it for like a week or two, <laughs> and then I'll just forget. And then you're like, well, now it's incomplete. I missed a day. Yeah, pretty much. So it's like the, the ADHD memory issues and the perfectionism do not... Yeah. It's not conducive to ongoing journaling. No, I would love to. And then some days I'm just like, oh, I feel like I should make something up so my life doesn't sound so fucking boring. <laughs> <laughs> Dear journal, today I got up, I did a quick workout, I showered, I went to work, I came home, I watched YouTube and went to bed. Next day, exactly the same. <laughs> It's in the details, babe. What did you watch on YouTube? What did your workout consist of? Today, Jacksepticeye put out a really funny video. <laughs> I love him so much. Me and Jack Jacksepticeye for life. He's kind of my YouTube crush. I don't know why. I think it's the accent. And he's funny. You know his how his voice it, is awful. I'm sorry. No, I can't deal with his him. voice. Is sexy. Hey, are you joking? No, it's the most whiny, annoying shit I've ever heard oh my in God. my life. I can't with him. I love you, Jane. If, you, <laughs> <laughs> if by chance you are listening, do not pay attention to Dylan's hate. I love you. My YouTube crush is Jane from Outside Xbox. Oh, okay. Yeah, fair. She's hot. <laughs> anyway, on a on a little less gay note, um, <laughs> uh, specifically, she flicks through her journal to July twelfth, nineteen seventy eight, the first day of camp. Oh, that's what she says. Anyway, she says it's the she first says day it's the first day of camp, and then we get in there, and to it's be, like they've been there for a week. I kind of read it as like this photo was taken on the first day of camp, and then oh, we jump in, and then we jump in like a week actually, later, yeah, because we learned that time has already passed because. Ziggy's already been in a lot of trouble and stuff like that. But yeah, yeah, she shows us um, a photo and she says a week later her sister was dead. Yes. The clocks chime. Mm-hmm. I don't know which clocks. There must be a grandfather clock somewhere in her house that chimes. And we zoom in on the photo of Cindy with her sister posing by the Camp Nightwing sign title card. Fear Street, 1978. Yeah. Good prologue. No murders, though. Conti- Two out of ten. This movie also <laughs> continues in the amazing soundtrack. Oh, fuck yes. Oh, yeah. I wrote it down at, at, a, at a very specific time when I was just like, oh, fuck yes. I Give bet, me this music. But I, I don't know what it was. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see if you know what it is. Yeah. Um, we see a girl running through the woods. Mm-hmm. She's suddenly clotheslined mm-hmm. by um, a jock-looking guy. Mm-hmm. Um, she looks up to see a group of four other teen- four teenagers, three girls and the jock guy who clotheslined her. Mm-hmm. Um, I only got two of their names, I think. Which ones? Is it is it Will? It's Will. It's Will. Will is the jock, yeah. Will is the jock who eventually becomes the mayor. Yeah. What a fucking asshole. Yeah. And Sheila. Sheila. And that's because every time I just kept doing an Australian accent in my head, it was Sheila. like, ah, oh, Sheila. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I know we're in America, but Sheila. <laughs> it's such an Australian name. I can't take it seriously. I know, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, they've clotheslined her. They call her a witch and tell her she's going to hang. And I was like, well, this is... This is some pretty intense behaviour from some fucking 16-year-old. It's okay. so much. It's fucking it's psychotic. so much. Especially when, you see, when they, like, torture her. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, yeah. you can not like someone and not torture them. It's That's fine. Fully unhinged behaviour. Yeah, Which Sheila's is, a psychopath. You know how I was like, there's one person, I'm not sure who they are? Yes. Sheila 
I suspect might be Kate's aunt because Kate said in the first movie her aunt was at Camp Nightwing. Right. And I yet to figure out who it is, but she's the one with the physical resemblance. They do look sort of similar, sort of yeah. similar. But Kate's more beautiful. Oh, and just in general better. Yeah, because like, she's a half-decent human being. Yeah. You know, when well, you, you can be related to shitty people. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. It's that thing where, where you, you know, once you learn someone's personality, you're like, oh, you're a piece of shit, and they immediately become unattractive. I love that. I love that when that yeah. happens. <laughs> and you're like, oh, I'm not attracted to you anymore. Yay! Yeah, it doesn't work for me. <laughs> I like mean girls. What can I say? Yeah, mean girls, not shitty girls. Actually, no, yeah, that is a very important distinction. Because if a yeah. girl was actually genuinely mean to me, I would probably cry. It yeah. has to be funny mean. Yeah, mean to, like, teasing you and shit like that. Not like... Like when Sarah called me a cracker and completely wiped me out for, like, an hour. <laughs> yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> um, the group sings the fairest... Fair... Fairer? The group sings the Sarah Fear rhyme. Mm-hmm. My god, I've, my entire notes are just tongue twisters. Um, they string this poor girl up at the hanging tree. Where Sarah Fear was hanged. Where Sarah Fear was hung. Lovely. Deeply fucked up. Yes. They conclude that she's possessed by the witch, and I was like, doesn't look like it to me. It's a bit of an extreme reaction for someone just being a bit of a troublemaker. Yeah. <laughs> Basically... This character has just been a bit of a pain. She's, yeah, she's a teenager who's acting out. It's not... I'm, I'm the kid, I was the kid in high school who would make friends with the person who had no other friends. I was that one. It was like, oh, that person's sitting all alone. And then go make friends with them. So me and Ziggy would probably be friends during this camp trip. Probably. Yeah. I'd be like, oh, you're weird. I like you. Let's be friends. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I don't like the popular girl. She's kind of a bitch. Shayla. Shayla, yeah. Shayla. Shayla. <laughs> now you're going to do it, eh? <laughs> like, every time G'day, you're Shayla. G'day, Shayla. <laughs> oh, you're hanging her up, I see. <laughs> um, the, the leader, who is Sheila, asks Will for his lighter. Because um, apparently the mistake they made with Sarah Fear is they didn't burn her, is, is her reasoning. I'm like... Yeah. Well, technically, you're right. Yeah, you are meant to burn witches, but fucking psychopath here. Yeah, she just, like, delights in tormenting other people. and it's Specifically this character. Specifically Z, but I wouldn't this, this past her. Like, I'm sure she has other victims. And also, can I just say that Ziggy has fabulous hair. Ziggy's the best. Ziggy has, like, curly ginger hair, and it's yeah. stunning. Nikoda has a big crush on the actress who plays Ziggy. She's you're amazing. welcome for outing that, Nikki. Yeah. <laughs> if you're listening, if which you're listening. he's not because he... he doesn't. Because he's a... He's a loser. <laughs> he's also my boss. Yeah. For anyone who doesn't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ziggy, who is this um, gingerhead girl who's now been strung up by Sheila and her pack. <laughs> Just think of them like hyenas. I mean, more or less, yeah. Yeah. Um, Sheila asks um, the other to hold Ziggy's legs Mm -hmm. so she can burn her arm for apparently stealing ten bucks. Yeah. This entire thing... It's making making a ten whole dollars. She stole she stole ten bucks. They chased her through the woods, clotheslined her, strung her up at the hanging tree, and burnt her. Ten bucks from a uh, sunny Baylor, no less. Yes, they from the rich, rich. kids. <laughs> she stole ten bucks from oh. the mansion dwelling rich kids. How dare she! A whistle rings out, and the camp counselors have come to stop stop it. 
Will, the jock guy, is told by his brother, mm -hmm. who is one of the counsellors, who is, um, my God, Nick. Nick. Nick Good, who will eventually become sheriff. You also fucked up by how much more attractive the actor playing young Nick is than grown-up Nick. Yeah, but... They don't look anything alike in no. starters, but, like, young Nick is really hot. <laughs> like, yeah, he's not bad. I've always had to think of, like, the really thick eyebrows and that I want that. That is the yeah. that I want. You're like, I want that. So like, it's like when you see guys on. for me, yeah. but I'm like... I can see why that's attractive, yeah. And he's a nice guy, sort of. Halfway through this movie, he's a nice guy. <laughs> for, for most of it. For most of this movie, he's a fairly yeah. decent person. Um... Yep, so so Will, the jock guy who clotheslines Ziggy, is stopped by his older brother, one of the counselors, Nick, and is instructed to let the girl down before he tells mum. Yeah, let the girl tell mum! Yeah. Right. Oh, God, oh, God, no, please don't tell mum. Don't tell mum I was torturing this poor woman. <laughs> like, oh, my God. Uh, one I'm going to become mad now. <laughs> one of the counselors paces back and forth. Oh, this is um, Kurt. Mm-hmm. This is I Kurt. I remember his name. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think, like, I got the, the counselor's names sparingly throughout this mm -hmm. movie because they're only said, like, once. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's your name. Yeah. God, I've just been... Re re the only reason any of them stuck in my head is because I've seen the movie, like, 3,000 times. Yeah, this is true. So, Kurt paces back and forth while the group tries to explain themselves. Ziggy, the, the girl who was hung had stolen something from Sheila. The $10, apparently. Um, but apparently other things have gone missing and they've just sort of blamed Ziggy. Um, he's a convenient scapegoat for a lot of things from the sound of it. Yeah, yeah, basically. The counsellor declares Ziggy guilty. Because that's how that works. Because he is a, a sunny cider. Sunny cider? Sunny, sunny Vale. <laughs> sunny cider. How do you like your eggs? <laughs> um, Sorry, that was. I do like your eggs, pretty boy. Yeah, um, I, I, it's it's weird. I have a thing for you. Have a thing for Mean Girls. I have a thing for for dumbass jocks, and I don't know why. To be fair, I do love a himbo, so Just, I can understand. IQ of two, yeah. that whole alpha dog dominant thing. I'm just like, I don't know why, because. Ugh. It's so stupid. But immediately I was Do you like, agree that he's kind of shagadelic? <laughs> <laughs> thank, thank you to a line for later, which I, I had to write down. I had to write that line down. And I was like, what are you from? What is it? Shook, what is this Scooby-Doo? Like, it's the 70s. <laughs> oh, that's right. Austin Powers as well. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, the, the counsellor declares Ziggy guilty and she now has to leave camp because she's been... She's apparently been a pain the entire time she's been strike there. five, which is yeah. the <laughs> amount of strikes. He's like but strike five. Dog, he doesn't seem to understand how baseball works. I know it's like his two brain cells trying to rub together. He's like <laughs> strike five. You know what that means? I'm like the uh, the game was over an hour ago, and yeah. you're still throwing the ball. <laughs> um, you've somehow ended up with two. <laughs> yeah, it's it's three strikes, and you're out, my dude. Um. Just like the song. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Apparently she set a flag on fire or something like mm -hmm. that. Nice and <laughs> they also accused her of doing some graffiti around um, around the camp and stuff like that. But neither here nor there. We don't know whether she did or did not do it. I think she might have. I think she did. Yeah, but I don't blame them yeah. at all. I love Ziggy. Um, She's the best. Kurt is stopped by Shayla, who, who says Ziggy couldn't help it because she's been possessed by the witch. They decide to let it slide because they'd have to explain the burns on Ziggy's arm mm -hmm. when she's expelled from camp. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, ah, uh, maybe we'll let this one slide then. Yeah. 
Ziggy leads in a huff, understandably. And I think it's Sheila. Oh, no, it's Kurt, who's like, as Ziggy's yeah. strutting away, he's like, God, I hate that little bitch. Yeah, I'm it's saying. such a good, like... <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> it's really, really funny. He's just like, God, I hate that little bitch. It's so good. And I'm just like, I love Ziggy <laughs> already. She's pissing him off so good. <laughs> yeah, so good. Um, Nick Good who will eventually become Sheriff Good, uh, follows, and he tries to help her with the burn. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's just very sarcastic and snide at him. It's and aggressive. And aggressive. Leave me the fuck alone, rich boy. Yeah, Leave basically. Boy. Why do you care? Like, what do you yeah. want from me? What are you trying to extort out of me, basically? Yeah. <laughs> just a general shady side attitude towards Sunny Valors. Yeah, and I, it, that's basically what she says, because, you know, this, this movie is... Um, even at this point is um, again playing on the the divide between the two halves of town between mm-hmm. Sunnyvale and, and Shadyside Shadyside's get shit on all the time mm-hmm. and Sunnyvale's are the rich kids who get everything they want yeah yeah love it mm-hmm. mm. just like real life I know right mm. and they're just like what why are you being so difficult and you're like maybe it's because my life sucks and you won't stop whinging about how little money you have from your mansion <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry we're not we're not angry at the 1% at all. No, it's fine. Capitalism is great and we love it. Yeah, we love it. Please, please, please don't fire me. Have mercy our corporate overlords. Yeah. Or bow down <laughs> to the CEO. Yes. Um, <laughs> I love that she gives him the finger as she heads into camp. A nice little callback to the first one where we had Heather. Yeah, actually, I didn't know, th- think about that. Nice, nice yeah. little nod to Heather, our, our um, poor... Uh, opening intro kill. opening kill from yeah. from Fear Street 1994. Love that little nod to that as well. I was like, yes, good. I hope the third one opens like this as well. But it takes place in 1666, and I don't think the finger was something you really did in 1666. I don't think this. I don't think it was yeah. invented yet. Yeah. Um. Yeah. She heads into camp. Uh, we see it's called Camp Nightwing. Mm-hmm. Awesome name. Awesome Love that for a name. Uh, we see a montage of various activities. There's archery. There's people diving into a lake. Uh, there's some sort of, like, animal zoo or something like that. They have a lot of wildlife and captivity at this camp. There's, like, lizards like... and snakes and tarantulas and stuff yeah. like that. And I'm like, Considering wow. it's a camp, it's yeah. not going to leave. Like, do the council councillors show up early and catch a bunch of creatures to like put them? Are these like someone's pets, or are they loaned from the local like petting zoo or something? It's really hectic. I went to a camp when I was in year six, and they had woodlouse. (laughs) That was it. We got to look at woodlouse under a microscope. That was it. We didn't do that at my year six camp. We did orienteering. Oh, oh yeah, well, no, we had to do a bit of orienteering. We um, learned how to use a map and compass and shit like that. I don't remember much about the actual orienteering. I just remember getting back and falling into my bed and being like, kill me. <laughs> Please let me die. I'm too gay for this. <laughs> I loved camp. It was good fun. I hated it. Um, there, there's going to be a colour war. Love this as a name that they keep like, I yelling. Know, I know that color war is like a thing. It's it's capture the flag. Like that's yes. just what they call capture the flag. And but I get the idea for the that love this... of God call it capture the flag. No, because there's other activities as well, or is there's it? supposed to be. We only see capture the flag, but they mentioned that there's going to be a string of activities. Oh, okay. But they call it color war, and I was like, that's an unfortunate name. Please. Please don't call it that. Especially in America, in like this. Yes. I was like, just, just I was like, is it just me? Uh, does anyone else think this sounds a bit, bit race? Just me? 
Just me thinking it's racist. Okay. I mean, it is the 70s, so... <laughs> yeah. Um, but I love that it's not even, like, separated between, like, you know, evenly. It's like, you know, red for shady side, blue for Sunnyvale. It's like... It's you... the way around, but yes. Is it? It's, yeah, shady side is blue. Oh, yeah, yeah. Blue because they're sad. <laughs> <laughs> blue because they're blue, dabba dee, dabba die. <laughs> <laughs> and red because they're red, blo- red blooded Americans. Yeah. 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 I'm so lame. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's so frustrating. Like if I was going to run a camp, and there's a great big division in my town between the two halves, maybe I wouldn't separate the two halves in the camp. I would merge them together so we have some sort of cohesion. Sometimes like this, I really wish we had video recording of this because that was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. <laughs> I went full Michael McIntyre with the flopping hair. You really did. But like, but the but the point is, is that like it's probably owned by Sunny Valers, right? So like, of probably they're going to maintain the division. And of course, this divide between the two halves in town has probably been taking place since the 1600s. Oh yeah. So you know, each new generation is brought forward, and they're told by their fathers, you know, we don't mingle with the common folk. Shady Siders are crazy. Yeah, don't talk to them. You might catch their ick. (laughs) You might become the poor. And (laughs) we will not. You like the gay, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Don't touch them. You might be poor. Um, Contagious. It's, oh, it frustrated me so much. I'm just like, cohesion. We're trying to make a community. And all you're doing is. Are they though? Are they though? Not really. This is just basically Sunny Bale swinging their giant dicks in the faces of all these people. Sunny Bale love the status quo. They'd marry it if they could. (laughs) Look at all this money I have. How unfortunate am I? Well, I'm so mad today. And so gay. Um, yeah, the work dynamic is really coming out today. I know, right? It's because I've spent all week at work. This is my... This like every other week. This is my release. Yeah. <laughs> oh, lies, oh, 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 <laughs> Dylan, Dylan loves my gay voice. <laughs> um, we see two counsellors scrubbing the latrines. Uh, this is Tommy and Cindy Berman. C. Berman. Mm-hmm. They're clearing red moss. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like we saw in Seraphia's grave in the first movie. Yeah. No, yes, possibly. Maybe. They, they flirt a little and they kiss. He grabs her ass and like a full like, handful. Tommy! She's like, oh, stop it! <laughs> she's like, stop it, no, don't. I don't like it. <laughs> Well, it's uncanny. I know, right? I should have played Cindy. Played Cindy. Tommy's kind of hot. Like, if he grabbed my ass, I'm gonna deal with it. That's fine. I mean, before he becomes a psycho killer, he's kind of frog looking to me. He reminds me. (laughs) Okay, he's got kind of buggy eyes. Yeah, okay, that's fair. But I'm also just not into dudes, so I'm a little harsher in my judgments. Yeah, yeah, no, that's fair. Um, She tells him off in a sort of flirty way. She's like, no, stop it, don't. Um, (laughs) And that, like, you know, good Christian girl. Yeah. Yeah. What if God is watching? (laughs) And he definitely is. Yeah, definitely. always watching. So pervy. God, good Jesus, give us some privacy. (laughs) Um, 
She suddenly stops. They stop their making out session and she goes to check the other stalls because two of the counsellors that were meant to be helping them have gone missing. Mm. Cut to... Smash cut. (laughs) Smash cut to rigorous sex. Absolutely just fucking. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is not like, oh, is, I love you, dear. Yeah. Uh, uh. This is very much the, yeah, in, in the style of those kinds of 80s camp movies. Like, Friday the 13th has mm. a lot of, like, over the top sex scenes. Yes. This movie, this entire movie, by the way, if, in case it wasn't clear, is a homage to fucking Friday the 13th. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. 900%. K Bake like, was in Friday the 13th, right? Yeah. Yeah. K Bake. I make K Bake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, these two are fucking going at it. Like, they're banging against the wall. Oh, yeah. Like, on the table. Like, oh, yeah. Goes, they're doing, goes, they're doing goes, it on a table, aren't they? Yeah. 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 Wild cherry bomb plays. Yes. Cherry bomb! Boom, boom. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is Arnie and Alice. Yeah. Uh, Cindy walks in. Um, the pair keep going for a couple more seconds yeah. before stopping. They're like, oh, just a couple more pumps. Yeah. It's fine. And S- Cindy asks the dumbest question. <laughs> what are you doing? To which Alice responds. Oh, fuck. What did she say? Three what? guesses. Oh, that's right. Three guesses. Ask bitch questions. Get bitch answers next. <laughs> <laughs> What, I love really, what does it look like? To yeah, me? basically. <laughs> like, what do you want me to say to this? And it happens again We're playing Scrabble. Later. <laughs> it happens two seconds later when they spark up a joint. And she's like, what are you doing? And I was like, three, three guesses. guesses. <laughs> I love that as a, yeah. yeah. You know, ask stupid questions, get stupid answers, yeah. as my dad used to say. Um, Cindy tells the pair off for not have, for not helping set up. Um, the uh, Alice and Arnie smoke pot. And Cindy, uh, sorry, and ask Cindy to get them some pills from the nurse as payment for them helping. Drugs, baby, drugs! Yeah, they're like, they're like, they're like <laughs> we'll help you clean the bathrooms if you get us some pills from They say, from like, nurse. yellow jackets and red something. And red something. And Cindy's like, huh? Just like, what? And they're just like, pills. Drugs. Drugs, oh. drugs, bitch. Yeah, Alice and uh, Arnie are the... Stoners. Stoners. Like, next-level stoners. Yeah, they're like, just fucking smoke. That's They'll it. pop whatever fucking pills they find on the street. Like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, basically. Ooh, street pills. Yeah, pretty much. Um, <laughs> uh, they call Cindy a snitch, and she leaves. Yeah. We don't know what that's about, but we will learn about that later. We definitely get the vibe that Alice is not a fan. No, Alice is not a fan of Cindy, but we don't know why. Yeah. Uh, Cindy runs into Kurt as she leaves, who smells the pot. Uh, he thinks that she's been smoking. And I'm like, look at this bitch. This bitch has not been smoking anything. This took me so long to figure out what he was actually saying. Because this line always, this confused me every single time I watched it. Really? Because I, I hear Cindy Berman, that smell better be skunk. And I'm like, what? What are you trying to say? You, you're against weed. Why would it? Why should it better be skunk? But I think he's saying that smell better be a skunk. Like she got sprayed by a skunk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, as opposed it, to smoking pot. Yeah, yeah, it took me so long. I was like, hate weed. What? What? <laughs> Four twenty blazer. Um, <laughs> I'm way, I'm way too nerdy to say stuff like that. You are. I'm way too white, and I'm way too nerdy. Leave it and, to the real stoners. And I'm way too gay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, white, nerdy, and gay. Mm. Mm. I guess I, my loophole is that I'm not fully white, so. That's true. Mm. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Um, Ziggy goes to see Nurse Lane, and I immediately went, wait, 
Like the sixties girl who sings and cuts people with razor blades? Um, my girlfriend Ruby Lane. Excuse yes. me, put some respect on her name. Thank <laughs> uh, you. Sorry, singing girl. Um, whatever her name was. Um, <laughs> I will kill you. Dylan's gonna fucking kill me for disrespecting her like sixteenth wife. Um, <laughs> I have so many wives and I regret nothing. <laughs> she goes into the nurse's office and finds a book with the witch mark on it. That's all it says. It's just a page with a funny symbol on it and it says witch mark. The nurse seems uh, upset, but snaps out once she sees the burn on Ziggy's arm. Yeah. So this is... um, She gives Ziggy some cream to use on it. It's probably some aloe vera cream or something like that. Um, And Ziggy asks about the witch's mark. Nurse talks about Ruby Lane, her daughter. Mm -hmm. So we get confirmation there, who killed eight people, including herself. It's Mm -hmm. it's very sad, this little moment. Because Ziggy's like, oh, yeah, she killed like seven people. And she's like, no, she killed eight. She killed herself herself that that night as well. And I'm like, oh, that's really sad. She is a mother in crisis, Miss Lane. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. I kind of wish she was in this movie a bit more, but never mind. But also, isn't this the same woman who... Kate dropped the kids off to babysit. Sure is. A little cameo in the first movie. A cameo in the first movie. She's relevant. Yeah. She pops up again. But Kate calls her Miss Lane. Yes. It's just like, you just don't think about it because we haven't yet been introduced to Ruby Lane when this happens, so... And then we get to the second movie and we're like, oh, Nurse Lane, the mum of Ruby Lane, the girl who sings and cuts people with razor blades. The hot bitch, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Who wears like a leopard skin top? It's like a leopard skin top. I don't... I... Mm, I'm not paying attention to the patterns of the fabric, if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> she's got some, um, yeah, she's got like a mini skirt yeah. and a leopard skin shirt with her breasticles out. Uh, <laughs> yeah, she does. <laughs> See, I can notice these things because I'm not sexualizing her. Oh, I She am. is a woman, not a sex object, okay? Two things can be true, Jake. <laughs> okay, <fine. laughs> And then I see a hot guy and I'm just like, oh, oh, daddy. Stop it. (laughs) Um, The nurse wraps Ziggy's arm, but gets so involved in describing her daughter that she wraps it too tight. She Mm kind of hurts Ziggy a bit. Um, She's trying to justify what Ruby did. Yeah. Um, She says, I think the last thing she says is like, sometimes killing is justified. Oh, she's not. She's not justifying what Ruby did. She's just saying, like, she's she's mind. not always bad. Sometimes yeah. it's necessary. But in the context of the conversation they had, it kind of sounds like she's describing Ruby Lane. But it really, does. realistically, it's probably more like word vomit coming from her brain. It's, mean, it's just a, a whole direct reference to what happens a bit later. Yes, but yeah, 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 yeah. You get, you get I, what I mean. You know, she's yeah. just kind of she's I've speaking seen this movie her mind so many times that I can't I can't watch that scene without being like I know what you're talking about. Right. Okay. Yeah. But this is interrupted when Cindy enters. Yeah. Um, Ziggy is told off by Cindy as they walk the camp, but Ziggy is more concerned for Nurse Lane, who seemed very upset. And Cindy's not interested at all. No, Cindy does not give a shit. Yeah. And Ziggy's just like, I hope Nurse Lane's okay. She did not seem right. And Cindy's like, are you listening to me? I'm talking about my stage shirt or whatever. Like, yeah, I'm talking about my polo shirt. Yeah. Um, if uh, Apparently, if Ziggy's kicked out, so will Cindy. And then she won't be able to get the money so she can go to college, which yeah. is basically Cindy's plan to get out of Shadyside. Yeah. Cindy's the Kate of this situation. Basically. Yeah. But a little more whiny. More neurotic. Yes. Yeah. Um, Ziggy reminds Cindy that she's uh, she's shady side, and shady side people don't get to leave. Yeah, which is um, yeah, uh, yeah, a grim reality, really. 
Yeah, it's an interesting dichotomy between the two of them as well because it's like Cindy is very like she's not necessarily optimistic, but she's like I'm gonna get. She's out. proactive. She's proactive. Proactive, not necessarily. Proactive, but also kind of like ignores the bad stuff mm. instead of trying to confront and cope with it. I mean, notice how like all the people who seem to die are the people who had plans to leave, as well. People who had the plans to get out of Shady Side. Simon and Kate had plans to, you know, build up money and then leave. Yeah. And they're they're killed. Kate did. I'm not sure if it was confirmed that Simon did. I think they're one and the same. They're the same person. They're the same person. Yeah, okay, fair. And then, yeah, we've got this whole thing with Cindy and she's talking about planning to leave and then this movie happens. Yeah. Yeah. And we already know that C. Berman ends up as a fucking... Paranoid, paranoid shadow shut-in hermit person yeah. with a dog who's <clears throat> adorable. Major Tom, shout out. Major Tom, we love a dog in a movie that doesn't die. Yay! Um, <laughs> I know, right? Please just don't kill the dog. Kill as many people as you like in this movie. Just do not harm that dog. Um, Cindy scrubs the floors of the cabin with Tommy. She rants and she was ranting so much that she breaks her sponge. Yeah. She's so mad. She's she's real worked up, you guys. Yeah. She is upsetty. And she's just like, why can't Ziggy just behave? She's and ruining my everyone's trying to ruin my life between Ziggy and, and my my polo shirt got my polo shirt got uh, stained by that red moss that's growing in the bathroom. Which to be fair, I totally understand her being upset about that because yeah. Ziggy said that she saved up all summer for that one shirt. Yeah. And now it's fucked. <laughs> And it just continues to get fucked throughout this movie. Yeah, stop caring about this shirt, babe. It's not yeah, any better. <laughs> yeah, there's there's uh, bigger things to worry about. Um, yeah, she she ran so much that she breaks a sponge. She calms herself, grabs a new sponge from the little cabinet that's in the other room as a shadowy figure passes behind her again. A, a nice callback to the first movie where we had this happen. But again, it, then again, this happens in like every, every horror, movie. horror movie. Yeah. <laughs> She goes to check what that sound was, that odd noise. In the kitchen, she finds the knife drawer open. And she goes to find Tommy as someone moves behind her. Mm -hmm. She goes back to the mess hall where Tommy is as Nurse Lane also enters from the side. Yes. Nurse Lane is carrying a knife from the kitchen. She says sorry to Tommy as she can't save him. She saw his name on the wall. And I was like, oh, Tommy's the next killer. Yeah, yeah. Because in the previous movie, they set it up so beautifully by showing us all those pillars with all the killers' names on it and then having Sam's name appear next yeah. on it. And then as soon as she mentions his name appeared on the wall, you immediately know what they're talking about. It's so well set up. Yeah, it's very well done. <clears throat> because the characters will have no idea what she's talking about, but we as an audience yeah. immediately sympathize. Yeah. Awesome. Um, she tries to stab him. Yeah. Uh, he manages to disarm her and um, knocks her out mm. accidentally, like smacking her head on, I think, a bench seat or something, something like that. Like that yeah. Or like the bench table. Um, Cindy and Tommy have a little freak out about the fact that Nurse Lane tried to kill him. Yeah. One way or another, you're dying tonight, she says. <laughs> yes. That is quite a thing to say to someone. That would put the shits up you no matter who you are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. One way or another, Ooh. you are dying tonight. Um, can I not, though? Is there, is there a third option? Yeah. <laughs> I'd really rather not. Excuse me, miss. Um, <laughs> I need to go. My mama says I need to come home. Yeah. My mama says I can't die tonight. Yeah. <laughs> I, have I have a note. 
<laughs> um, cut to Nurse Lane being carted away in an ambulance while Tommy and Cindy are being questioned. Um, they basically just say, we don't know why she tried to kill me. Oh, oh, we have a plane. Oh, I don't know if you can hear that, everyone. <laughs> Rude, don't you know we're recording down here? Yeah, excuse me. Our little recording light is, I wish I had a recording light. <laughs> I should get a recording light. <laughs> And just turn it on whenever we so start. There's no purpose except being cute. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> so, us. Yeah, basically. I want, I want a pink one, though, not a red one. Ugh. Pink is the superior colour <laughs> in any situation. <laughs> uh, basically, um, yeah, Tommy and Cindy say they don't know why Nurse Lane attacked. And the cop said she's she probably went insane just like her daughter. Yeah. Disrespectful, my dude. Yeah. Fucking disrespectful. For a shady cider. Wait, is he a shady cider? I'm pretty sure he's it. Yeah, no, he is, because he's... Is he? I thought all the yeah, cops no, were Sunnyvale. Sorry. It's not It's not Sheriff Good, it's... Who are we talking about right now? Kapinski? Oh, the cop. Yes, it's Kapinski. It's Kapinski. Yeah, and the he's... cop from the first one. Yeah, the, co- the, the unnamed bald guy from the first one who... And I was de- like, actually, his name is Kapinski. <laughs> and Dina nicked his gun. Yeah. Um, he's a hard ass, my God. So he continues to be a great cop, clearly. Yeah. Um, he is so chill about the fact that this child is going to be his boss as well. He's just like, hey, go easy on me, champ. Like... Yeah. Yeah, because um, Nick Good is Nick Good and Will Good are the sons of the sheriff who recently passed away. Yeah, and it's obviously one of those towns in America where the position of sheriff is yeah familial. familial. Yeah, yeah, it's passed down from father to son. Yeah, et cetera, and then his father has yeah recently passed away. Yeah, and and Kapinski keeps you know joshing with Nick that you know one day he's going to be the he's going to be the sheriff. Yeah, um, Ziggy is upset at Nurse Lane's leaving. Probably in an ambulance as, as well. Would. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Sheila and her lackeys mock Ziggy for losing her only friend because they're twats. Sit the fuck down, Sheila. Yeah. I really wanted Sheila to die in this movie. Uh, spoilers, everyone. Sheila does not die. She survives to the end, unfortunately. Undeservedly survives. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and also hint that they've done something to Ziggy's stuff in Cabin 5. Yes. They're just like, oh my god, it's like someone was in Cabin 5 yeah. and may have touched your stuff. You better go check it out. So Nick sees Ziggy leave as the cop tells him he's sorry for what happened to, to his father. Yeah, this is what we were just talking about mm-hmm. with Nick's father having just passed away. And yeah, the the cop jokes that Nick will be next in line to be sheriff. Yes. Um, the police and the ambulance leave. Cindy thinks about what Nurse Lane said as she looks over at Tommy. I'm sorry I can't save you one way or another. You die tonight. Which, you know, that shit would stick in your head. Yeah, if I was Tommy, I'd be I'd be brown trousering about now. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, you guys run capture the flag. I'm just going to go shit myself in the corner. It's fine. <laughs> I've been put on shitting myself duty, okay? Yeah. Unavoidable. Yeah, the nurse. Yeah, the nurse kind of fucked with me. Um, the mess hall bell is rung as "Don't Fear the Reaper" plays. Fuck yeah, I love this song. Is this the, is this the song that you thought no, would get me? No, I thought it was going to be "Carry On My Way" with Sun. Oh, that also got me. Yes. Yeah, because you're a supernatural guy, right? Yeah, I love yeah, supernatural. Yeah, so I was like, it's "Carry On My Way." It's the season finale song of every season of Supernatural. Yes, I'm aware. I love it. <laughs> Every time I hear that song, I'm just like, last time on Supernatural, carry on my Oh, yeah, the soundtrack is just so... Yeah, this is Don't Fear the Reaper, yeah. which is my favourite Blue Oyster Cult song. It's amazing. It's the only one I know, I think. Oh, really? Yeah. Blue Oyster Cult does amazing music. 
or did Amazing Music. I don't know if they're still around. I don't know. So. Yeah. Oh, love Don't Fear the Reaper. Um, it gives me chills every time I hear it. Um, inside the kids gossip about Nurse Lane. We basically pan around the mess hall as different groups of people are just like, oh my God, she's like a total psychopath. Oh my just God, like just like her daughter. Yeah. She was a psychopath too. I wonder if she's the next one who's going to be possessed by the witch. Blah, 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 blah. They did, I hate kids. These bitches is obsessed with this witch. <laughs> oh, yeah. This town's obsessed with this witch. Yeah. I mean, understandably. I mean, every five to ten years, they get a serial killer who's seemingly possessed. It's so just, It's just interesting. Uh, am, am I remembering correctly? What was that noise? Uh, that's my finger uh, noise, Jacob. Shut up. <laughs> the game's really hard. Oh, my brain. Um... <laughs> Sorry, did you have a thought or should I, should I move on to the next point? Okay. <laughs> Let me know if it comes back and okay. we'll, we'll jump back. Um, the councillors talk about it as well. We basically meet our cast of councillors here. We've got Kurt, who's cute but stupid. Um, also a dick. Um, he's such an asshole. He's, he's Sunny Vale. <laughs> he's real stupid as well. Yeah. yeah. We've got Cindy. We've got Tommy, who we've obviously already met. We've got Greg, I think. Greg. Greg. Yeah. He's kind of a larger guy, kind of nerdy yeah. and a bit shy. We've got Joan, who's this free love stoner hippie girl. I think that's it. Is that all of our counsellors? Uh, yeah, because Alice and Arnie aren't present. Oh, yes. So, yeah. Alice and Arnie are also counsellors, but they're not at this Probably meeting. Probably off fucking again. Yeah, they're, they're off finishing Cherry Pop. Cherry Pop? No. Cherry Bomb. Cherry Bomb. <laughs> cherry Pop Bomb. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, they're gossiping about it as well. Tommy's just completely zoned out because he's worried about what was just said to him. While Cindy thinks there's some sort of explanation. She's looking for the rational explanation She's to so it. She's so annoying. Because the, the thing that she lands on is she must have been on drugs. I know, it's She's so really fucking annoying stupid. person who buys into the propaganda that drugs will just make you yeah. suddenly go off the rails. It's up there with like, if she just turned around and was like, well, one time she played a game with a gun. Yeah. So she must be a serial killer. At the very least, when uh, Joan is like, drugs just are like so peaceful. And she's like, I'm not talking about marijuana. Like, <laughs> yeah. we all know that that's not what pot does, okay? Yeah. So she at least got that right. She did get that right. Um, yes, they, they, they sort of make a joke at Tommy's expense, joking that um, the witch wants Tommy dead. Uh, he isn't having the jokes because he's just brown trousering. Poor taste, yeah. Someone just tried to kill him. Like, yeah. Give a bitch a second. <laughs> it's not like, it's not like you know, you told the scary story of the witch and Tommy freaked out and they're like, oh, the witch is going to get you. Yeah. He was nearly stabbed yeah. to death by the school nurse. Yeah. Someone that he like would have known and trusted Yeah. very suddenly was like, one way or another you're going to die tonight. <laughs> like, <laughs> and they're just like, oh, what if it's the witch? <laughs> this guy. <laughs> like, guys, how about a little emotional support? In the 70s? In the 70s. Okay. Yeah, whatever. Emotional support wasn't invented until the 90s. <laughs> and even then wasn't implemented until the 2020s. Yeah. And not well. <laughs> and not well. We're still working on it, everyone. Um, they're, they're, they're unsupportive as Kurt gets the attention of everyone in the mess hall. He announces the start of the Color Wars. He is very into it. Uh, it's Shady Side versus Sunnyvale. He, he even labels it as good Goodness versus evil. evil. Which is like, come on. I'm like, can someone just walk up and kick him in the balls, please? This And this this of all times is when Joan is like, 
I know. The crowd, the crowd cheers. Like all the kids are like, yeah, Star Wars, bah! and I feel like it's only the Sunny is probably. If I was at this camp, I'm I'm not much for team sports anyway because I hate that kind of macho. Mm. What <sighs> you? <laughs> I mean, I love the macho guys, but I hate the like. <laughs> Stop laughing at me! I can see it out of the corner of my eye. You make it so easy. <laughs> oh, I know. That's what he said. Um. <laughs> What is today's recording? Like, my God. Um, <laughs> Weirdly horny? <laughs> I, I know. Why? Is it because I mean, it's, it's a Friday night? Movie, to be fair. It is an oddly horny movie, actually. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's... Oh, come on. What my point was? What was I saying? Well, I think we were talking about the good... rocking everybody up into a frenzy, except it's just the Sunny Veilers because it's Shady Side. Oh, that's right. Way. And I just generally... Did I you just call us evil? What the fuck? Basically, like, yeah. And I just... I've always hated this kind of thing where they're just like, you know, get excited about being a team sport. And I'm like, yeah. oh, I just don't give a shit. You could not pay me to care less. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically. I once... Yeah. I once got told by, by a coach when I used to play rugby, they, used, they were just like, oh, if you keep standing that still, you'll grow roots. And I was like, fucking good. Okay. <laughs> I was like, is that meant to mean... Really? Can I just try <laughs> I was like, is that meant to mean something to me? Are you meant to be motivating? You're really shit at it. <laughs> <laughs> like, God, if I wish... I wish I had the snark I have now, back then. Teachers would not have given me as much shit as they did back then. I've had some, like, inappropriate... Not, like... I've had some inappropriate things said to me, not in like a sexual way or anything. But like, no, no, that. like but it's like, a child you're talking to, or like, like j- just that's plain out, plain downright disrespectful. Yeah. When I was in primary school, I was playing like baseball. This is New Zealand softball in PE, and I happened to look down because I felt a bug run over my foot, and I looked up just in time to see the ball. Nice. <laughs> crash me in the face. And I got in trouble because I wasn't paying attention. And it was my own fault. But that's fucking stupid. Yeah. I went to a really shit primary school. Yeah, it sounds like it. <laughs> I literally got beaten up. Let's shout it out. No, I don't. We're not going to. I got beaten up once and I got in trouble for it. I almost broke a guy's arm once because I was having a bad day. <laughs> Are you the one who nearly beat me up? <laughs> I'm so alpha, guys. Yeah. <laughs> No, I went to a kind of shitty... Before I went to a grammar school, I went to, like, um, a different school because I didn't pass... Because I get, like, test anxiety. I didn't, like, pass the test that you need to get into grammar school. Mm. So I went to a different school for a year and then redid the test to get into grammar school. And in that school, there was a guy who, like, picked on on me mercilessly for fuck knows what reason. And I just had, like, the worst day ever. And he tried it and I, like... I like you know the thing where police like grab your arm twist it behind your back and like push up against the wall I did that to him and I nearly broke his arm sorry about it and I was like I'm having a very bad day and you need to fuck off I need to stop insulting you so much <laughs> Jesus I've not done that in like a week so. <laughs> oh we're fine then yeah we're fine no I just yeah yeah so you know I can take care of myself that makes one of us <laughs> which is funny because looking at us I know it should be the other way around when you look at us and I'm like no I, I like I literally spent an hour and a half lifting weights at the gym today like <laughs> I look a lot tougher than I am <laughs> <laughs> anyway 
anyway, the crowd cheers for Kurt's dumbass speech about good versus evil. Um, yeah, and this is where we get Joan's iconic line. She goes, he may be dumb, but he's shagadelic. He's kind of shagadelic, she says, as she's licking, like, a joint that she's yeah, rolling in the she's middle rolling of the a joint. <laughs> it's so yeah. funny. Uh, first event will be Capture the Flag. Sunnyvale, like Kurt, have never lost the color wars before. The counselor... Um, yeah, the counselor who I, I put the counselor who thinks Kurt's hot because we haven't learned her name yet. I don't think Joan. Joan. Joan, the stoner hippie girl, gets up um, to try and rile up the shady side kids, uh, and Cindy leaves during the speech. But her speech is amazing. She's just like, let's all just um, have like fun. fun and try our hardest. Yeah, because no matter if we win or lose, we're all special. <laughs> I hate this. Basically. Part. I get such bad secondhand embarrassment, <laughs> and that shit fucks me up every Joan time. Joan was not embarrassed at all. What are you talking about? No, she wasn't. I was. <laughs> I was embarrassed for her. Yeah. <laughs> um, we see uh, Ziggy walk into one of the cabins as Cindy enters. She, she no, it's like it's like the arts and crafts cabin. It's yeah, not like the sleeping cabins. She's stabbing open cans of paint. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Cindy enters, asks what she's working on. She's like, an art project. Ziggy's <laughs> entire attitude is just so good. Ziggy's entire attitude is, fuck off. Yeah. You don't care. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? Art project. Stab, 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 stab. <laughs> <laughs> um, apparently, Cindy now cares about why Nurse Lane was upset, because, you know, she then tried to murder Tommy. Oh, uh, relevant now. Yeah. Hmm. Basic, that's Ziggy's attitude, yeah. basically. Cindy says Tommy is freaking out, and Ziggy isn't helping because Nurse Lane was the only nice person, and only bad things can happen to Shadysiders, yeah. basically. Um, she says there's something in Shadyside that holds them down... And she can feel it, and that's why she's like this. But Cindy just wants to explain everything away in some sort of logical way. We learn that their dad left, mm -hmm. their mum is now a drunk, and they're going to lose their house. Yeah. So, yeah. So they're having a pretty good time. Cindy, Cindy and Ziggy are having a tough summer. <laughs> just a little bit. Why don't they simply not have those problems? Oh my god, you get a <laughs> you get a shady side walk over and go, what have you tried just not being poor? Yeah. <laughs> Pick yourself up by your bootstraps. Yeah, you just need to work harder. Like my family did. Yeah. He says with a silver spoon dripping out yeah. of his mouth. Uh, with a small loan of a million dollars from my parents. Yeah. It's like there's people who post like, Oh, we just bought our first house at sixteen. Hard work forever. And I'm like, fuck off, your parents bought it for you. You are, Honestly, you are not. You probably 60. saved up like maybe five grand at your summer job, and your parents just paid the rest. Yeah, and you're just like, ah, oh, hard work, everyone. You can buy your own house too. And I'm like, fuck off. But also, like, because I think I know exactly what you're talking about with the 16, 17 year old one. That was it was recent, I remember it, right? Uh, and it was like, like maybe six months ago. Yeah, that it was like it was like imagine being sixteen and living with your partner, and you've just bought a house together. But, like, even without the just bought a house, just, like... Yeah. No, no, no. No. Just, no, it's too just early. children. <laughs> oh, people are weird. Um, but Ziggy says before she shuts herself back into the cabin, she says, we're all cursed. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter if you're possessed by the witch, we're all cursed, because we're got, shady side. She's got such a sunshiny disposition. I know. <laughs> she would definitely be my best friend at this camp. Fuck all these people who are just like, yeah, team sports. I'm like, I want the weird kid. I would love her. 
I would probably no. She has a very similar attitude to Bailey. Did you ever meet Bailey? I don't she, think so. She was so funny. She hated people so much, and she was the funniest bitch in the world about it. Right. She, she's basically Ziggy. Oh, okay, I, I love it. Loved her, yeah. Um, Ziggy's, Ziggy says that one day Cindy's entire life will come crashing down. Um, and uh, Cindy says that's a horrible thing to say. And she's like, it's not horrible if it's true. Not true. Dropping truth poms can be horrible. Yes. <laughs> Just because it's the truth doesn't mean that it's not harmful. Yes. <laughs> but also, you know, realism over pessimism. Realism, absolutely. But like... It's, it's still pretty mean. She's like, realize your life is shit and try to make the best of it. Just because it's true doesn't mean you weren't trying to hurt her with it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah Ziggy's, yeah, that line is wrong, but I can see where you're coming from. Angsty teenagers. Angsty teenagers, yeah. yeah. Cindy, Cindy says Ziggy isn't her sister anymore. She's a monster. Uh, Ziggy opens the cabin to show Cindy all the graffiti and her trashed bed that calls her a witch and a monster. Yeah, and she's, she's like, yeah. Turns out. Yeah, she's like, actually am. you're not the only one who thinks that. Look yeah. at this. Yeah. Uh, because Sheila and her lackey, <laughs> every time, Sheila and her lackeys have like completely trashed her bed and like. <laughs> <laughs> completely trashed her bed and sprawled graffiti all over the walls, calling her a bitch and a monster and a witch and everything like that. Very normal, stable behavior. Yes. Yeah. Someone plays Carry On My Wayward Son over the intercom. Fuck yes. As as the teams get ready to play Capture the Flag. Tommy starts explaining the game plan when he suddenly stops, unable to form the words as a whisper calls his name. And I was already like, oh, oh, it's stalling. It's stalling. <laughs> did you do Did you do it like this? Like, <laughs> your arms around like that? <laughs> no, it's Kermit the Frog. Oh, okay. Have you never watched The Muppets? When he's just like... Um, my sincerest apologies to Kermit and his family in this trial. <laughs> Whenever he introduced a Muppet skit, he would be like, ah! And do the little I, Muppet arts. I'm aware. Okay. I wasn't sure because you didn't get my reference. Well, I, I mean, it was so, such a good <laughs> likeness. It's a miracle that I didn't. I'm obviously just not on my game. I'm just, today I am a, a mix between Michael McIntyre with the flopping hair talking thing. Kermit the Arm Frog. Kermit the <laughs> Arm Frog? What's an arm frog, Jacob? <laughs> Do tell. I'm just broken. We're all dying tonight. I'm so dying. Your listeners demand answers, Jacob. <laughs> Between Michael McIntyre head, hair, <laughs> my god. <laughs> It's like we're drunk. <laughs> we have not it had really anything is. to drink. Oh my god! Between Michael McIntyre head bobbing, Kermit the Frog arms, and being super gay, that is today's mood. Yeah. My God. <laughs> we should record on Friday nights more often. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yes. So Tommy has started hearing whispering, and he kind of zones out for a second. One of the kids sort of is just like, Tommy. <laughs> This this, later? I think this is the kid who gets killed later as well. I'm yes. so sorry for him. It's it just is. like, yeah. Mr. Tommy, what are we doing? Are you okay, Mr. Slater? Yeah. And he's just like, oh, yeah, yeah, you guys run ahead. And he sort of, because Cindy snaps him out of it. Yeah. Um, Blue team uh, goes off to get started. Um, and Tommy mentions that he's he's had a massive headache. He's just, great. It's always yeah. a good sign. Yeah. Just be bleeding Fine. next. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Cindy asks for, for his help with something in the infirmary. Pair head into the infirmary looking for answers as to why Nurse Lane attacked. AKA, 
looking for the drugs that she was on. Yes, Cindy looking. Cindy is convinced. Cindy is convinced that Nurse Lane was on some drugs and it made her a killer. Yeah, because that's what drugs do. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Cindy finds a half-empty bottle of unmarked drugs, <gasps> and Tommy finds the witch's mark. Yeah. Yeah, he finds that. Oh no! Oh no! I've lost my place. Oh no! Oh no! Oh, you broke it. Oh, vamp oh, for me. Oh my god, you have so many knots. <laughs> you're still scrolling. You're still scrolling. <laughs> I'm going to... No, 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 no. I, I just saw, I just saw someone... <laughs> I, saw, I saw someone plays Wayward Son. I was like, oh, we're close. <laughs> Tommy finds the witch's mark. There we go. There we go. We're fine. Today is just a fucking mess. Yeah, everybody relax. We're better yeah. on track. We're okay. Nobody panic. Um, and it's, uh, we, I love this. We, we get more details on the sort of the rhyme about Sarah Fear. Mm-hmm. Uh, a deal was made with the devil. Sarah Fear cut off her wicked hand as Satan's stone in exchange for eternal life. Uh, I put scaring. That's not right. Scarring. Scarring the soil with the witch's mark. Here it is. <laughs> Bringing darkness upon the land. The, the year glass breaks? What are my notes? What is happening? What's the sentence? The year glass breaks. Tommy goes to look. What? Oh, I think it's just some glass breaks. <laughs> no, it's the year glass. <laughs> the year glass breaks. Obviously. It's because the, the, for some reason, this, this, <laughs> I'm just going to go on a run now. This app on this fucking Kindle. Also, do not buy a Kindle. They suck. It's basically just Amazon advertising the machine and it costs like 200 bucks. It's, a product made by Amazon is garbage? It's fucking oh shit. But this this no app thing will automatically change words that are actual words. You know, autocorrect is only supposed to change words that aren't actual words. Like, if you type shit and it changes it to... <laughs> because it doesn't like swearing and it changes it to, like, shot. shot. Oh, yeah. Or, yeah, shot or whatever like that. Yeah. Yeah. It does that, but with real words. My phone does that. It's, but that's because I make so many typos. <laughs> Remember when you spell it like this, you fucking idiot? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, some glass breaks. Whatever the fuck glass broke. I don't know. Tonight's just a fucking moment. Becomes the year glass. <laughs> the year glass breaks. Tommy goes to look, but is jumped by is jumped by Alice. Um, the I, I labeled her as the sex slash pot counselor. The sex slash. I mean, you're not wrong. I'm not wrong. But also, it's that could describe Joan as well. That exactly describes <laughs> Joan as well. <laughs> the sex. Yeah. But, but Alice is a little more angry. Joan is a little more sort of hippie. Yeah, Alice is very much fuck the world. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and her BF, her boyfriend Arnie, who are looking for drugs. Yeah. They're here for drugs. Um, <laughs> Cindy is um, going to give the, the unmarked bottle of drugs that she found in the drawer to the cops to see if that's what caused her to attack. Uh-huh. Um, the, the Arnie takes the book off Tommy and throws it to Alice, who reads more of the tale of Sarah Fear. Uh, when she is near, the blood will fall. And I was like, oh, that explains the nosebleeds from the yeah. first movie. Because I was wondering why Dana and... I, I mean, you could sort of chalk it down for Sam because she ends up being chased by the witch and everything like that. Yeah, but then Dana also got a... But yeah. Dana also got nosebleeds. And I was like, but why? It's just proximity to the witch. It's just how close the witch is. Yeah, which makes you wonder if everyone just gets a nosebleed whenever they drive past because it's pretty close to the road. Like, Or is it like the, the, the witch's spirit? Because you know she possesses people, so she must be like... A spirit, right? Presumably. So maybe it's just when she's nearby. Maybe. That could be fun to troll people with. 
<laughs> As a ghost. I've been awful ghost, my god. Get nosebleed, bitch. <laughs> Idiot. Oh, was that a freshly ironed shirt? Nosebleed, motherfucker. <laughs> Good luck getting just, that out. Still to sunny veilers. Yeah. <laughs> nice suit, moron. It'd be a shame if you got some nosebleed on it. <laughs> my god, would be awful. <laughs> um, Alice finds a map in, in Nurse Lane's journal. Uh, it's just a couple of pages later. It's of the camp, but with markings across it. Yeah. And one of them I noticed was labelled 1666, the first killer. Yeah. And I was like, ooh. Apparently the camp is built on the top of what used to be the settlement where Sarah and Seraphia and the village originally was. Yeah. Cool. Alice takes the map and Cindy's bag while Arnie grabs a flashlight Alice and Arnie take a couple of the pills from the unmarked bottle. Always a good idea. They're literally like, do you know what sounds like fun? Taking drugs. Seeing a haunted house, high as fuck. And they're just like, oh my god, yes. And like, I can't relate. I would be (laughs) so scared. I would be so scared if I was sober because I'm a big bubble blonde baby. But like... (laughs) Spongebob reference that. No, unfortunately, it's a Markiplier reference. Oh, is it? (laughs) But he got it from Spongebob. Possibly. I used, I just watched It's it. from the Spongebob movie. When they're pretending to be men and then they play with bubbles and then one of the manly men spots a bubble and he's like, who's a bubble blowing baby? <laughs> I'll take your word for it. I, well, how, how have you not seen a Spongebob I movie? I have. It was just a very, very long time ago. It is genius. Again, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> <laughs> it is amazing. Um, anyway, Cindy chases after them, but the pair run off. Tommy stares vacantly into the bonfire for a second. Me. Also a good sign. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I literally do that all the time. Anytime there's a fire. I love fire. Um, Too much. (laughs) As he hears his name being called before helping Cindy chase Alice and Arnie into the woods. While Accidentally in Love plays another great song. Yeah. Accidentally in love. Ziggy pours paint into a bucket. Nick enters. Uh, a sort of sexy will be sheriff later. Mm-hmm. Uh, he stares eyebrows. at. Yes. Just call him eyebrows. Just, just eyebrows good. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of a more interesting name anyway. Like, yeah, Nick is a bit. Nick good. It doesn't. It doesn't really roll off the tongue. Eyebrows good. <laughs> Has double meaning too. It's a, so. sta- it's a name and a statement. Yeah, yeah. it's a name yeah. and a statement. Yeah. Uh, he stares at the graffiti above Ziggy's bed, calling her a witch and everything like that. As Ziggy mixes red paint with water to make fake blood. Yep. And they even give a carry reference, and I was like, yes, spank you very much. That's amazing. Yeah. And then they talk about Stephen King for a while. Yes. Again, yes. Because she's not like other girls, and he's not like other guys. Yeah, basically. They're both freaks, and it's great. (laughs) Weirdos. Also, relatable. Everyone else is just like, oh, yeah, what was it? My flatmates are reading, like, Fifty Shades of Grey and shit like that. And I'm just sat there with, like, my Stephen King It book, and I'm just like, oh, this is so much better than that, than than what you're reading. Okay, not for you. Can't relate. (laughs) What about Misery? Misery's a great book. I haven't actually read Misery. I literally listed the Stephen King books that I've read today. I think I've read The Green Mile was the first one I read. I've never read that. I've read Pet Cemetery. It's the only no Pet Cemetery and Carrie. Those are the only two that I actually still have copies of. I've mm. read Cujo. I've read Cujo. Sad. That's yeah, a sad book. It is. Uh, yeah. 
Mm. That's a, uh, oh, and the girl who loved Tom Gordon, but that's like a little little short story novella thing. Yeah, it's only a novella and not really horror. Kind of. It's horrifying. Oh yeah, but yeah, but <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, they bond over Stephen King books, mainly Carrie, um, and then they talk about you know. He's like Salem Lot's my favorite, but Carrie will always be second. And then she's like, oh, "You like you like horror books?" Uh. Yeah, she very yeah. And she she's just like, "Oh my god, I love you." It's funny because earlier she was like, "Oh, I'm just supposed to like bat my eyes at you, like all the other stupid girls," and yeah. immediately like, "Oh my god, you like Stephen King?" I mean, relatable. <laughs> oh my god, you're a freak like me. Oh yes. <laughs> Um, Nick says he says he has a better idea than the red paint that Mm -hmm. she's going to use and he says it's science and nature and then they run off together Cindy and Tommy chase after Alice and Arnie Arnie doesn't feel anything from the pills yet so takes a couple of more he keeps on looking at the the um, number it's like L4A4 yeah L4A4 I know that why do I know that it's like what is L4 give me a couple more (laughs) maybe it'll come to me when I'm I'm not feeling shit and Alice is like have more then (laughs) Basically. Um, Cindy rips her shirt on a branch. Rest in peace, polo shirt. Um, Tommy looks like he's going to pass out. He doesn't look good. He's not looking great. They hear Alice cry out and they run over. Um, She fell into what looks like a shallow grave. Uh, Oh, what I thought was a shallow grave. It does kind of look like a shallow grave. And I was like, oh, someone's burying bodies out here? Hmm, interesting. Not the weirdest thing so far. What so. my fir- my first thought was like maybe this is where all the psycho killers are, and then yeah. they're like they rise from the grave. But then I was like, no, they'd be buried in like graveyards and plots because they're actually like people's family members. They're not like yeah. Their only purpose was not to be serial killers. Yeah. Um, they figure Nurse Lane must have dug them, but they don't know what she was doing with them. I was like, I had because they were just talking about Stephen King. I was like, is she was she like psychic? And she's just like, we need eight graves for the eight people who are going to die tonight. Uh, <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> no? Just me. Okay. Well, it's a lot more than eight. Um, if I recall when they mentioned... Oh, I know. When they line them up at the end of the movie, I think there's like 12 or something like yeah. that. Um, they see on the map and the dig spots are all marked on the map. There's like little X's all in this little cluster of area. Um, Nurse Lane was looking for Sarah Fear's hand. Yeah. Because joining Sarah back with her hand is what breaks the curse, apparently. It's what will put uh, Sarah Fear to rest. That's the running theory. That's yeah. the theory. Yeah. I mean, There's literally nothing. They've not uncovered anything to support this. They've just been like, oh, she cut off her hand. She probably wants it back. And now it's in the rhyme. I'm pretty sure they mention it's in the in the rhyme, isn't it? Is it? I don't know. Something like that. I've seen this movie a million times. It's fine. <laughs> I definitely know all of the details. Arnie leaves to pee. Yeah. And I'm like... What's up, Simon? <laughs> yeah, I was like... You, Ruby late. <laughs> I was like, you, you, you're going to go die? Yeah. or um, But no, they, they, they teased that with Simon and he didn't die then. He does later, but that's okay. Um, Alice... Talk about that. Yeah, we don't talk about that. We don't talk about Simon. We don't take it as Simon. Uh, Alice is... <laughs> What the fuck is wrong with me tonight? Uh, Alice says Cindy used to be fun. So we sort of get the idea that Alice and Cindy maybe used to be good friends or something like that. Uh, Arnie yells at them. He's found the witch's house. Yeah. Love that for him. exciting. Good for you, mate. Now let's walk in the other direction. Yeah. (laughs) Especially if we've been taking drugs. Yes. Um, especially as you don't know what L484 is yet. Yeah. Um, they go over and find a cellar, question mark? It's like a little stone tunnel 
Is the is the entire witch's house buried or? I think it's literally just a cellar door. It's a cellar door. But okay. Like, Maybe the rest of the house wasn't accessible. I don't. It's not made especially clear. No, I wasn't quite sure what they this probably was. Probably just wanted the aesthetic of a cellar door, to be honest. Probably isn't it? Oh, I can't remember who said it was. Like the most terrifying words in the English language are cellar door or something like that. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, I remember hearing something like that. Yeah. Um, Alice enters because she's like, "Fuck you guys! I'm going in to have a look." Basically, she really wants to see this haunted house. Yeah. So she says someone else has been down there recently, mm-hmm. and she finds candles. Uh, the house is filled with witch stuff. Witch stuff? Just witch stuff. Just witch stuff. I can't be more specific. Witch, witch stuff. Witch. Oh, I see what you're doing. Yeah, we got that bit. took me way too long. This is like, I'm giving you a second to see if you can pick up what I'm putting down. <laughs> the, yeah, it's it's witch stuff, the witch witch stuff. Which, yeah. The witch, which, which which stuff? I'm not 100% sure. Yeah. <laughs> which which stuff? Which? Oh my god. <laughs> I put a little note here. I said, is this where the rocks are? With all the people's names on it. Yes, we will find that shortly. Mm. Alice calls out for Sarah Fear to show herself because tempting fate is just so much fun. Yeah. It's not like this is a myth myth. Like there are ongoing serial killers that happen in your town. Yeah. And the- it's, it's like pretty like accepted at this point by everybody. That and the going theory is there is a witch who possesses people and turns people into serial killers. Yeah. And you're just wandering around this witch's house going, bitch, show yourself. <laughs> and I'm just like, do you have a death wish? <laughs> I mean, low-key, she kind of does, yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Oh, no, wait, yeah, she does. Oh, yeah. that's sad. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I made myself sad. Oh, no. Um, she goes through a crawl space. And finds the witch's mark. The same mark that is in Nurse Lane's journal Mm -hmm. is on the floor in this room. And a whole lot of stone pillars encircle the room. This is where Sarah made her deal, apparently. Mm -hmm. Uh, Arnie realizes what the drugs are. Yeah. It's Tylenol. (laughs) The most exciting of drugs. It does He's like, oh, man. Oh, L484 is Tylenol. That's why we're not getting buzzed. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't actually, like, do much. That's why we don't suddenly want to kill everybody around us. Yeah. Arnie leaves to find Joan. <laughs> That's right. Uh, goes to find Joan, the counselor, because she has pot. He doesn't leave, though. He goes through the crawl space. Because they, they all go into the crawl space with the witch's mark. And, oh, he's, he, and he goes... Oh, he does. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he goes into the crawl space, goes, Oh, L3, uh, L484, it's Tylenol. And he's like, I'm going to go... He's like, yeah. I'm going to go find Joan, because she's probably got pot. Yeah. <laughs> and he goes back through the crawl space. Um, we see Tommy sat alone, flies buzzing around him. I'm like, possessed. Am I right? Uh, yeah. Let's go the other way. (laughs) That's definitely always my first thought whenever flies land on me. It's like, oh, shit, here we go. (laughs) Bring it on, witch. (laughs) Um, We hear whispers as Arnie tries to rouse Tommy, who seems to be in some sort of trance. Mm -hmm. I reckon this is probably him being uh, in the process of being possessed. This is why he's not... Well on his way. Yeah. Yeah. He's not fully there yet, which is why he's not just, like, swinging around trying to kill him. Yeah. But he is in the process. Um, Cindy unpacks a bookshelf after hearing uh, someone call her name. This is weird. I don't know why Cindy hears this. I think I might, but it's never really explained. Is it something that's revealed in part three or can you talk about it now? 
Because I... It has to do with something that's revealed in part three, so I don't want to go too much into it. Okay, we'll try and remember for part three then. If if and when it comes up, try and jostle my memory for this. Yeah, it's so weird because I was expecting, because this is Cindy Berman, I was expecting her to see the witch. So I was like, okay, yeah, it's like what happened to Sam. She heard the witch's voice and then... Actually, yeah, I'm almost almost positive as to what this is. Yeah. Okay, and it's in part three. It's not like that specific instance isn't brought up, but like the if explanation. You know for what's it. going on? Then it makes sense. Okay, is this something you can talk about now or save for later? Not really. I okay, mean, we'll save it. For we'll part sa- three. I'll, I'll give you that. It is the witch. It is Seraphia, but I'll leave it at that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Um, yeah. She she hears someone calling her name. Cindy hears someone calling her name and um, sort of takes off a couple of books and realizes there's a second passage behind this bookshelf. Yeah. Uh, Alice has something she needs Cindy to see. She shows her the names carved into the rocks, mm-hmm. and Alice shines her torch torch on the most recent name carved as Thomas Slater. Tommy, sisters. <laughs> your boyfriend's gonna become a serial killer. And Cindy's like, this isn't funny. And Alice is like, what, you think I carved it into stone with my nails? I didn't do it. Yeah, like, she's just like, this is not a fucking joke. What yeah. do you think? And like, Alice, like, it's the first time you see Alice, like, genuinely concerned. Yeah, she's like, this is fucked, actually. She's like, I need to show you something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. oh, she's being serious. Yeah. Like, whatever it is, you better pay attention. She's no longer having fun. <laughs> yes. Alice says this is not a joke. Someone else carved it. Uh, Arnie tries to continue to wake Tommy before he begins to leave. Tommy then stirs and reaches for something on the wall. As Cindy comes out of the crawl space, Tommy grabs an axe and brutally slaughters Arnie before turning to the others. Cracks his fucking hair open. Yeah. Just fully cracks. And I was like, oh, he's the axe man from the first one. Okay. And I was like, but he's got a sack on his head. He sure does. Yeah. I love that later. Mm. Because for most of this movie, it's just Tommy covered in blood. Yeah. Running around with an axe. Yeah. Um, Cindy and Alice flee back into the crawl space. They pull down the bookshelf where Cindy had seen a passage and they run through, pursued Mm. by Tommy. Tommy manages to get hold of Cindy's leg as she makes it through the second crawl space, but she fights him off and the passage collapses. Mm-hmm. Um, they can hear Tommy breathing on the other side, so we know that he is alive. Yeah. Frightening. Hate that. I hate just listening to people breathing, especially when you know it's a serial killer. Can't relate. I love it. <sighs> <laughs> you should get a pug. <laughs> My pug, you just hear, that. I mean, I don't have a problem with my pug breathing, but it's like people breathing. It's like. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. I sat, uh, we, we went and watched, the reason my intro is so John Wick focused is because we went and saw John Wick 4 yesterday in the movies. But I was sat next to a mouth breather the entire movie. And I was just like, how do you breathe so loudly? Because it literally like. <sighs> Yeah, I mean, like, I get self-conscious because I I have to breathe through my mouth. I have, like I can breathe through my nose, but it's, like, not great because mm. uh, of adenoids. Like, That's fine, but it was, but, like, like, it was still croaking. Managed, I still managed to do it without being loud and gross about it. Yeah. Like, I don't get it. It was so weird. Yeah. But it's fine. Anyway, Tommy exits the house and heads to Camp Nightwing. Yes, this is the Nightwing killer. Yeah, it Love is. it. Um, a girl is caught in the game by Sheila. This Sheila! Is by <laughs> Sheila! And she's taken to jail. I don't know what. I happened to my accent halfway through that sentence. Um, I love it. Keep going. 
Oh. Um, <laughs> yeah, so we're, we're, we flip back now to the Capture the Flag game, which is ongoing. Capture the Flag during the middle of the night. I mean, it sounds like fun. It does sound like fun, but it also sounds like a recipe for accidents to happen. Oh, yeah. I really fucked myself up playing Blind Man's Bluff at Long Bay Park in the dark once. That was really fun. But also, this is the 70s, so... so. <laughs> but also, this is the 70s, so, you know, health and safety wasn't really a thing. But also, again, as you say, serial killers are bound in these parts. Like... Yeah, and they're just like, let's go out in the middle of the night. It's fine. It's like the... And also, Nurse Lane just tried to kill someone. Yeah. It's like that scene from um, They Slash the Him, where oh, they God. just send them out into the woods. Yeah, it's just like, off you go. Yeah. Have fun. Yeah. Don't touch each other. Um. They handcuff together, but don't touch. Yeah. Yeah. That would be gay. Uh, anyway, watch that episode, guys. We just spent <laughs> two and a quarter hours ranting about fucking they, them. Um, anyway, the, yeah, some random girl, a little girl is caught by Sheila. Sheila. And, and her fucking Sunnyvale red shirt and is taken to jail. Mm-hmm. Um, the Sunnyvalers take this game really seriously. Yeah, they really, they're so aggressive and like... My, literally, violent. my next note just says, these kids take this game way too seriously. They're, they're so, and the shady siders are like, we're not going to win, who fucking cares? Yeah, the shady siders are just like trying to have fun and the Sunnyvalers Sunny are just like, shut the Fuck up, you're in jail! You little bitch! Like, they have <laughs> You look at me so, again and I'll break your arm! It's so intense! <laughs> um, Sheila's handed a note. Sheila is handed a note oh. from another... <laughs> I put that in your head now, eh? Yeah. Um, Sheila's handed a note from another kid. Um, it's from Will. Oh, her lover Will. boyfriend. Saying to meet him in the bathroom. Sit she there. smiles to... Yeah. I love to lose my virginity in a public bathroom. Mm. A fucking long drop bathroom as well. Like, it's not even a proper... It's not... It, it doesn't even have plumbing. You literally shit into a cape. <laughs> <laughs> like... <laughs> I, want, I want that on, like, a Christmas card. Just you literally shit into a cape. Are you... D- <laughs> what? A Christmas card? What? <laughs> yeah, very festive. Uh, but you know what everybody does around Christmas time—you just gather around and shit in a cave. <laughs> the time-honored family tradition. <laughs> I think I've killed Jacob. He's <laughs> he's gone. <laughs> I was like dying. <laughs> I didn't want to say Christmas card, but you know that thing where you just can't—you can't breathe anymore because you're laughing too much. Yeah. I don't know why that took me so much, but <laughs> you feel your abs in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was just your tone where you say you literally just shit in a cave. <laughs> it's just so good. I am a voice actor. I have good delivery. No <laughs> big deal. But yes. Yes, it is um, some romantic... I, actually, I don't even know if Sheila's a virgin. She's probably a slut and she's a bitch. So who cares? <laughs> <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with being a slut. Yeah. I just want to shame her because she's a bitch. Um, Sheila goes to the bathroom um, where romantic music plays mm-hmm. and there's petals and there's cand- Roman candles lit everywhere. This bitch has a weird like fetish or something though she's like I guess this is kinda hot like see again shitting into a cave it's not sexy 
<laughs> yeah, and it would stink. It would smell so bad. And she's I like, cannot blame Allison, honey, for sneaking off and fucking instead of cleaning those disgusting bones. Yeah, because she walks in and she's like, oh, Will, you didn't have to- I thought we were just going to fuck in my cabin. Yeah. This is so romantic. This is so, I'm like, so oh, oh, do me in the shitter. <laughs> Oh boy, that's got too many. Too many. I don't mean. Oh my god. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on from from do me in the shitter. Um, she and she. Oh my god. She enters one of the stalls and finds another note, and it says, "Look up, love the witch." Yeah. Love this. She looks up as co- a bucket of cockroaches and are dropped they on are her. Those Big fuck off cockroaches. They are like the American country cockroaches. The size of my fucking forearm. They're Uh, enormous. I remember watching this documentary about a little girl who had like an obsession with cockroaches and she had like a, like, you know those boxes that you'd you'd use for storage under your bed? Yeah. She had one of those filled with cockroaches. Under her bed. Under her bed. Disgusting. And she'd like open it and let them crawl all over her. And her parents were like, yeah, it's a hobby. (laughs) Her parents were not enjoying it. We have to be supportive because she's our daughter, but... But also, uh, I hate this. Fire. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's big fuck-off cockroaches, and it drops on her, and she screams, and I laugh. Um, Nick and Ziggy run out of the bathrooms laughing, cackling as they should, locking Sheila inside as she screams, blue murder. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. And it's not just cockroaches. We see, like, spiders, spiders. Tarantulas. Tarantulas and shit. All shirt, sorts. All the yeah. creepy crawlies from their little zoo cabin or whatever the fuck that is. Um... There was, like, I, why do you have so many mm. in there? I thought they got them from out in the woods because there were so many. There are a lot of bugs in this it's, cabin. This bucket was, like, half full. <laughs> yeah. Ew, ew, ew. Um, I love it because she turns around silently for a moment. It's like a cockroach crawls across her face and she just goes, ah! Yeah, that's me. Love it. Um, yeah, I hate cockroaches mm. as well. Ziggy and Nick shake hands on a job well done. Um, this is how um, straight people hook up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a sh- it's a handshake, and then marriage. Yeah, because no sex before marriage. Yeah. <laughs> Cindy explores the cavern they're trapped in. Alice is depressed after Arnie's death, as you would be. She's in shock. She thinks they're just gonna die down there because there's not another way out. Mm-hmm. Cindy knows they need to get out because of all those people are. If all those people are on the rock are serial killers, then the camp is in great danger. Mass murderers, but yeah. Mass murderers, yeah. I know they say serial killers. I know. Yeah, they say serial killers, but they mean mass murderers. Right. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Alice is certain the witch is real. Nurse Lane was right. She couldn't find the hand, but she did find Tommy's name. Mm. So, yeah. So Nurse Lane couldn't find the hand to break the curse, but she did see Tommy's name and had to stop it before he murdered a whole lot of people. Yeah. Cindy leaves to find a way out. While walking the halls... Someone whispers her name again. Alice reappears because it's uh, Cindy apparently walked in a circle. Yeah. She's like, I thought you weren't coming with me. And Alice is like, I didn't dipshit. You just <laughs> arrived back here. Yeah, it's like, you walked in a circle. <laughs> I haven't moved. Dumbass. Cindy spots uh, Nurse Lane's book and realizes that the caverns match the witch's symbol. E. They are the same. It's a map. And they're like, it's a map. And, um, yeah, because, I don't know, they count, like, the number of passages and it matches the number of holes in part of the fucking witch's mark thing. Eh. 
They're like, this part of the circle branches off in four directions, just like the witch's mark. One, two, three, four. That means there's another way out. And I'm like, mm-hmm. why did you just become an old timey radio producer? <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm auditioning for voice acting. Okay? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. That's what's my radio, radio presenting. Uh, Tommy makes his way to Camp Nightwing. A nerdy kid tries to make friends with the cool girls. Oh, he's it's so cute because it's the it's the shady side jail and he's the jailer yeah so he's like well uh since we're all here like maybe we can play charades yeah like it's this cute it's the cute little adorable chubby kid who asked like if tommy was okay when he zoned out earlier and he's just like um so i know you're in jail and everything but it doesn't mean we can't talk and they're like fuck off you're like shut the fuck up nerd (laughs) (laughs) and like well, that teaches him for being a nice person, then. It's funny, because that's what I say to all of my friends every day. Yeah, fuck off, nerd. <laughs> Shut up, nerd. Um, yeah. They they hear a twig break, and the kid goes to check. He kicks open the door. He tries so hard to be tough. I know. Really adorable. And he thinks, because he thinks it's Sunnyvale Kids. Yeah. He's then egged. Because it was Sunnyvale Kids. Because it, it was Sunnyvale Kids. <laughs> and the prisoners escape. Yeah. Very sad. I really like this kid, and he deserved better. Because the next thing he sees is Tommy, (laughs) who then axes him to death. And I just went, oh, oh, we're killing children in this one. We sure are. I don't see it on screen, because I'm pretty sure that's illegal. But... Is it? Children, like, being killed on screen. I'm, I'm fairly sure it's like a censorship thing, like you're not allowed to show it. I've seen it in movies. Have you? Yeah, we watched, um... Oh, God, it was a Christmas movie. Jingle All... No, not Jingle All The Way. <laughs> Jingle All <laughs> Yeah, a kid dies in Jingle All The Way. Probably mad No, what was it called? Better Watch Out. It's a you Christmas horror out. movie. You better watch out. And this... You better watch out. You... Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> this kid gets full-on shotgun blasted to death. Like, you see it? Yeah. Like, you see the gore? Yeah. I was really sure that it was a... Like, it was a I think thing. it's. I think it's a taboo. Yeah. Maybe. Like, even horror circles, they're like, yeah. maybe don't do that. So, yeah, at the very least in this movie, you don't actually see any of the kids get killed. It's all off screen. You do see bits of them later. You see bits of them, <laughs> but, like, you don't see the actual... You act. don't see the actual act of them Not being Not, like, murdered. the lovingly lingering shot of Kate's head being put through a cake no. yeah. yeah. We don't get that with this poor kid who deserved better. Yeah. This kid was world. so sweet. He was the cutest. Um, Nick and Ziggy hang out in the animal house. Ziggy calls him a hypocrite. Because he plays Sunnyvale, but really he's a weird kid like her. Yeah. Nick says he's not allowed to like her because he's a he because she's a camper and yeah. he's a counselor. Last year for me, first year for you, she says. Mm. And she keeps dodging his questions. She mm-hmm. explains about her father's death, which tore their family apart. Um, Nick has to deal with legacy stuff. Mm. Where? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> He's just like, I'm rich and it's so hard. No, he's basically saying, like, he has to follow in his father's footsteps. He doesn't have any choice in it and stuff like that. My favorite thing about this scene is Ziggy continuing to make a big deal of the fact that Nick reads Stephen King. And Nick is like, Stephen King is really popular. (laughs) You're not special for liking Stephen King. (laughs) He's a mainstream author. (laughs) 
And they kiss. It's disgusting. Oh, so cute. Ooh, straight on I the TV. I don't care if you're straight. Like, <laughs> I stop think... rubbing it in my face. <laughs> we did this in the first movie, too. Part one. Running joke. Yeah, we did. Running. Running gag. This is, like, considering how gay the other two movies are, this movie is aggressively heterosexual. So yes. you got to make fun of it to cope. We do get some good man butt later, which I'm happy about. We'll talk about that when we get to him. They hear a scream. Ziggy and... Uh, Ziggy and... Oh, my God. What's his name? Nick. Nick. Ziggy and Nick hear a scream. Ziggy runs over where a group has gathered to find the dead kid. Yeah. The poor kid. You just see his bloody glasses on the floor and a pool of blood. There's also, like, a dismembered hand somewhere, I think. I, on the maybe. Is it this bit or is it, or is it later when you see the dismembered parts? It might be later. It might be a bit later. later. Yeah. Um, Alice and Cindy make their way through the tunnels using the witch's mark as a map. Cindy doesn't know if she could do anything about Tommy because she froze when Nurse Lane attacked. Yeah. So they sort of talk about, you know, like, you know, could you stop Tommy if you had to? And she's like, I don't think so, because Nurse Layton attacked and I just stood there like a fucking idiot. Yeah, I do like that she wasn't like, of course I couldn't. It's Tommy. She's like, no, I'm pretty sure I'm a freeze response yeah. because of what happened yeah. earlier. In fight or flight, <laughs> I'm standstill. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I could kill anybody, let alone Tommy. Yeah. yeah. The pair talk about how much they love their lost boys. Um, yeah. Cindy talking about Tommy, who's now possessed and a serial killer, and um, Alice talking about Arnie, who just got axed to death. Yeah. Poor, sweet, stupid Arnie. Yeah. May he rest in pieces. Um, the <laughs> too soon. Oh, he will. Too soon. No. no. Um, the exit is covered in black slime and flies. Yum. Lovely. Alice sees a pulsating mess of flesh. That pumps like a heartbeat. Mm, the sexy one. Uh, this is the sexy one. Mm. It's so hot. It's so oh sexy. Oh my god, mm. Danny. <laughs> <laughs> I hate myself. Uh, before this recording, we had a joke about how the the how sexy the the pulsating, mess, pulsating mass of flesh, of flesh was. Yeah. <laughs> Um, what is this thing? Is it explained in the third one, or can can we... It's kind of explained in the third one. Okay, we'll leave it for now then, because I was sort of looking at this and I was like, is that, like, the demon? Or is this, like, a portal to hell? Or what the fuck is this? Yeah. I'm gonna go with, in my head at the moment, it's a portal to hell, because of what splurts out of it later. Um, calls to Alice, for some reason. She touches it and see... Yeah. And she puts her entire hand. She doesn't like not like a finger. Put it with a finger. T- she puts her entire hand on it. Like she high fives this massive pulsating flesh on its butt. <laughs> if it had a butt, she slapped it. Yeah. She's like, mm. hey girl, <laughs> that junk, that junk in the trunk. Mm. Smack. I'm newly single. <laughs> I'm newly single. Oh my god, that is too soon. <laughs> She touches it and sees all the all the previous murders and murderers. She gets flashes of the there's like a little boy with like a porcelain face and all this other stuff, and she sees all the people being murdered. She sees some old timey people. Yeah, definitely some old timey Simon. Oh, does she? Mm-hmm. Oh, I missed that. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's sad. Oh, so it's all future murders too. It's it's a mix of both. Oh, that's sad. Because one of them is Cindy. Oh, did she see Cindy's death as well? Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Oh, spoilers for the end. She says that, like, immediately. She's like, you're next. You're next. Because she saw Cindy. Mm, yeah. Okay. Cindy gets Alice um, gets Alice off. 
I knew you'd like that. Maybe this movie isn't as straight as I thought it was. Cindy gets Alice to stop touching the pulsating mass of flesh. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, I did make a note of it um, because Alice did see a uh, a vision of dead Cindy. Yeah. She runs as as she sees the corpses of victims. Oh, so, yeah. Alice is running through the caverns and she's starting to see... Um, all these different corpses. Yeah, and she's like, just panicking because everywhere she goes is another corpse. Yeah. And she sees, like... There's, like... Um, there's, like, a pair of twins, like, little black girls. Yeah. In, like, old-timey dress. And there's, like... Which kind of look like the girls that Kate used to... Yes. Used to babysit. Yeah. But in pilgrim costumes. Yeah. Um, yeah, she's basically seeing victims everywhere she goes. Um, she eventually slips and breaks her ankle. And really, like, it's one of those, the bone... The bone is protruding. out through her leg. It's and they fucking gross. linger lovingly on that shit. It's disgusting. They're like, look at the bone. Look at it. It's so bad. Back at the camp, an alarm is rung to get everyone together. This is not part of the game. Everyone get back in the fucking game. Um, Nick is counting the campers as they come in. The lights suddenly cut out. There are 30 campers short, which is a significant number. Yeah. Um, the phone is also dead. Nick manages to convince Ziggy to stay while he and Gary, poor Gary, go, <laughs> yeah, go, go to look. Like, I need to go. I need to go help my sister. I need to go help my sister. And Nick's like, no, no, you stay. You stay. Me, Me and Greg. Greg will go. And Greg's like, huh? <laughs> Greg's like, you what? what now? What am I being volunteered for? <laughs> it was very shitty of Nick in this moment to be like, when Ziggy's like, my sister's out there. And he's like, the sister you've hated since you were a baby. Still her sister, my guy. Yeah. Like... Come on. Yeah. They decide, yeah, so he convinces Ziggy to stay while um, Gary and Nick go to find Cindy and the other counsellors. Gary and Nick leave uh, with the plan to split up and head in different, head to different cabins. Always a good plan to split up. Seems fine. Yeah. (laughs) Nothing ever goes wrong. I can't foresee this going wrong anyway. Scooby-Doo started in like the 1960s or early 70s. That was such an ADHD brain jump. Where did that come from? Because splitting up, they always split up. Oh, okay. And it, like, and it always ends badly. Why are we suddenly talking about Scooby? Daphne gets captured by whoever the killer is, and Shaggy and Scooby get scared so much they have to hide in a barrel. I and mean, I have a really important question. Velma always drops her glasses, and she wouldn't have to crawl around on the fucking... without my glasses! Exactly, she wouldn't have to crawl around the fucking floor. If she took someone with her, who could just pick it up and hand it to her! I have a very important question for you. Yes, okay. What are your feelings about the James Gunn 2002 live-action Scooby-Doo movie? Oh, it's fantastic. Oh, thank God. I love it so much. Yeah, I love that fucking movie. so good. They could not have cast um, better. It was For all of them. All of them, yeah. Especially Shaggy. (sighs) Matthew Lillard. Matthew Lillard is, yeah, just amazing. Anyway. I don't know why we started talking. Oh, yeah, because they split up. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, why, why are we talking about Scooby-Doo? Um, Ziggy is harassed by Sheila's lackey, lackeys, two of them, two girls. Yeah. <clears throat> Sidekicks. They were like, what did you do with her? Did you kill her? And then that's when Ziggy's like, oh, fuck, we left her locked in the bathroom. Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> Ziggy heads out to save Sheila. And I was like, eh, just leave her. <laughs> yeah, she'll be fine. Tommy will find her. <laughs> Yeah, Tommy will help her. Yeah. Yeah. Nick and Gary walk around camp calling out for the missing counsellors. Cut to Kurt and Joan having rough sex. They finish. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hold still, big boy. Yeah. I'm not yeah. done yet. Ah! Yeah. Um, 
she's not allowed to tell anyone that they slept together because because it's a dick. Because shady siders are gross. Yeah. Just admit that shady siders do it better. This bitch has bulletproof self esteem. I know, right? I'm like, Nothing girl. To her. If I if I had your self esteem, I would rule the fucking world. Um, Kurt gets up to leave. Yay, man, but. Oh, that's what that that's the man butt, yes. Yeah, we get to keep we get to see Kurt's cute little butt. Mm. It's very nice. I know you can't appreciate it, but no, no, I can appreciate pretty women. You can appreciate a good man butt. It's a butt, I don't know. <laughs> what am I looking at? I, I suppose that's the same reaction I have when I look at boobs. I'm like, what am I looking at? Like What the fuck is that? I'm, <laughs> I'm like Yes, they're very nice, but what's exciting about them? <laughs> they make really good pillows. <laughs> oh, I've heard. Mm. Um, Joan gets dressed while Kurt showers. She lights a bud while a figure moves past the window. She hears a creak and sees the cabin door open. She checks and we see flies buzzing. And I'm like, oh, bitch about to die. Mm-hmm. She turns and is immediately killed by Tommy. Yeah. Who just... She did. Why doesn't Tommy kill Kurt? Oh, because he's he he's Sunnyvale. Yes. And the shady siders who get possessed only kill other shady siders. Yeah. How fucking as, as if the world isn't bad enough. They're just like let's make. I mean, it is a good allegory for a like modern day life where it's like let's just make the poor fight the poor instead of actually doing something about yep. the rich. That's what we're good for. Cindy finds Alice with her broken ankle. Alice says that Cindy is next to die. Mm-hmm. Um, Cindy manages to set. Alice's ankle. It's gross. It's gross. It's a crunch. But she does a good job. She does. Because um, Cindy is like surprisingly capable. Yeah, actually. When she's not freaking out. Uh, Cindy explains why she became a snitch. Yes, they used to be good friends, mm-hmm. and Cindy decided one day that if she was ever going to get out of Shady Side, she needed to be like the most perfect person. Yeah, and she did everything right. Then. So she ditched Arnie and Alice. She no longer wanted to be friends with them anymore, mm-hmm. and tried to make herself as preppy and perfect as possible. Yeah, much to the annoyance of Ziggy. <laughs> much to the annoyance of Ziggy and Alice. And Alice, yeah. Um, Ziggy was right. She says um, she they are cursed. And she's been playing the part of someone better mm-hmm. than who she is. Yeah. Cindy says she's been a bad sister and a bad friend. Um, she should have just had fun. Yeah. And Alice reveals her self-harm. Yeah. She pulls the off... fun is not always great, she says. Yeah. Yeah. She takes off her, like, uh, goth cuffs that she wears. She's such an emo kid. And she's... Yeah, she self-harms. Uh, it's not in a suicidal way. No, it's it's the wrong way for that. But It's the wrong way for suicide, but it is self-harm in yeah. that, like, just... Uh, from what I've heard, it's like trying to... Um, trying to feel. Uh, speaking from experience, it's like a purge. Right, okay. Yeah. For, well, it was for me. That's very sad. Yeah. That's very sad. Yeah. There's nothing good about Shady Side. No. It's just shit. Um, and she, um, the scene ends with her declaring, you know, we all have our ways of dealing with Shady Side. Yeah. Lovely. Cindy notices some red moss growing on the cave wall. Um, it was also in the outhouse, mm-hmm. which means they're very close to camp. Poop moss. Poop. <laughs> It's the shit moss. Mm-hmm. Also the witch moss. Shit cave, poop moss, witch shit cave. Wait, witch moss. <laughs> was it cave? Which movie was she in? No. <laughs> Kate Moss? 
I'm sorry. We are fucking wild tonight. I don't know what's going on. I mean, to be fair, we've we've had days at work where we've been a lot worse. <laughs> yes, it's true. We, we we just meet each other occasionally at work and just say the most random shit. Yeah. So that's just what this means. It's what, this rela- it's what this relationship is. Yeah. Um, Nick finds some of the campers and sends them to the mess hall. Mm-hmm. He calls um, calls out into the woods saying that the game is over. Head to the mess hall. A, a guard and his three prisoners here, um, and the red shirt goes to check if the game over is actually real or if it's something. Because they a take prank. it so seriously that yeah. they're like, we cannot take this risk. Well, the game can't fuck down. Yeah. Yeah, he's uh, yeah, and I love uh, the irony of the the red shirters being the ones who survive this because I didn't even pick up on that. That's so good. If you don't know, it's like a common thing from what Star, Star Trek, Trek back in the day. Yeah, anytime there was a character whose name you didn't know, they wore a red shirt and were killed immediately. They were guaranteed to die. Yeah, red shirts, cannon fodder. Yeah, it's cannon fodder characters, and in this movie they switched around. Yeah, um, yeah. So the red shirt goes off to check if the game is actually over. The kid takes the only light source with him because he's a fucking asshole. You guys will be fine. While the prisoners light matches to try and see. And as they light one of the matches, they see Tommy with his axe covered in blood and the three kids are killed. Hey, Tomo! They're like, hey, it's Tommy. Oh. (laughs) Oh, it's Tommy. And you just hear screaming and the swinging of an axe and the, the sort of mushy, squishy, squishy noises. You know the ones. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> not the fun ones. Not the, those ones, yeah. Not, the, not those ones, you sick motherfuckers. Jeez, why do you guys make everything about sin? <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the fleshy no- <laughs> That's not going to help. That's worse. Congratulations. I made, made it, it worse. worse. <laughs> I need a medal. Congrats, you made it worse. Yes, the, the death noises. I'm just going to call them death, death noises. Death noises, yeah. Um, Ziggy makes it to the toilets. She unlocks it and goes inside. Sheila attacks her. Oh, yeah, because, yeah, you would. Because <laughs> Sheila's pissed. But you know what? Sheila did it first. So. Sheila. Sheila. Sheila, settle down. Alex- Sheila, it's not that deep. <laughs> Alice and Cindy start to smell the outhouse and see... <laughs> Yeah. They smell it before they see it. Yeah. (laughs) You literally just shit in a cave. And (laughs) sees the way, and they see the way up. They basically see a toilet seat. It's, like, it's right there. They really did not try at all. No. They saw a hole in the ground. They were like, outhouse is going here. Yeah. Like. Everyone can just shit into this hole. Yeah. Um, And they also hear Ziggy and Sheila fighting. Ziggy knocks Sheila out. Fuck yes. She's a hard bitch. Um, just as Gary arrives into the toilets to see what the commotion is. Is his name Gary or Greg? I think it's Gary. Gary, okay. I think it's Gary. We were calling him Greg before. Were we? I think so. Oh. Because my, I thought like, oh, I wonder if it's Greg or Craig, because you know how Americans say Oh, Craig. yeah. Yeah. It doesn't really matter. He dies in a minute anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> they hear Alice and Cindy... Um, yeah, they hear Alice and Cindy down the pooper. <laughs> Ziggy opens the toilet and a- sticks her head <laughs> all the way through into the toilet. It's, like the shot is so funny as She's well. She's like got her hands around and is like, Whoa, like, what's going on down here? What are you doing in 
the shit is, Cindy? <laughs> like, what are you doing in the shit, Ziggy? Get your head out of there. <laughs> like, it's a cave, but people poop in there. Just, what are you... Mm. Feels like my life. What are you doing in the shit, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Stop scrolling and wipe your ass. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, yeah. She shoves her whole head in the shitter <laughs> and just looks down and she's like, ah, oh, hey, Cindy. And Cindy's the weird one for being in the poop cave. Come on, Ziggy. <laughs> okay. the, the, the main thing about this cave is that it's the witch's cave. It was made by her curse and contains all the names of all kit serial killers. And as they become available, they get written into the stone. And we've just turned it into the shit Excuse me. I will not be blamed for this. We did not build the outhouse on the cave, okay? Ah! Yeah. I bet you anything it was a bunch of shithead sunny bailers. <laughs> Who are literally shitting up. On the, on, the, the on, on the legacy of Seraphia, they're literally shitting on the witch. I never thought about it like that, but like actually though, that's insane. Yes. Oh my god. New level unlocked. <sighs> they're shitting on the witch. Uh, yes. Um, she asks Gary for help to grab her sister out of the shitter. Campers run to the mess hall. Nick heads um, to one of the cabins looking for the campers. He opens it up and, oh, feels blood on the handle. Ugh. He only knows because he ends up showing, shining his torch onto his hand, yeah. which then glistens. Uh, inside, there are pieces of campers strewn about the cabin, like fun little decorations. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's Halloween already. Yeah. Uh, Nick leaves and vomits. As you would. As you would. Uh, Kurt runs up announcing that he didn't do it obviously referring to Joan who got axed to death Kurt is also butt naked all I he was has wondering. is a towel I was wondering if he was naked he just boasted he just ran out of there in the fucking stock is so like this is why I'm talking about about you know sexual equality <laughs> if, if this was a woman she would be soaking wet and she would lose her panties or at least her bra why did this man not lose his towel on the run over? He kind of drops it a bit, I think, if I recall. Show us that dong. <laughs> I want to see some dick. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. We demand equality in our horror movies. We've had 40 years of, I, of titties being thrown around in the, horror movies. The implication, like, show us some dong as if, like, vaginas are all over the TV screen all the time. Like, Yeah, but guy chest isn't... isn't as exciting. exciting. Yeah. Well... I guess man-ass is the equivalent, right? Oh, but then you see woman's ass all the time. Yeah. That's just well, not fair. I want more men. <laughs> more sexy men being naked oh my on god. my horror movie TV You're screen. Okay, we get it. <laughs> oh my god, you know? <laughs> I can put two and two together. <laughs> anyway... He sees Nick is covered in blood, and Nick tells him about the serial killer. He says, uh, wait 15 minutes... Then Kurt is going to get all the kids in the mess hall into a bus and leave. Mm -hmm. uh, Ziggy lowers a bucket to Alice and Cindy. Alice hops on and they begin lifting her out. She's almost out when Gary turns to see Tommy at the toilet door. Yes, and can I just say, just a reminder, in case anybody's forgotten that this is a poop cabin. <laughs> and Alice is like... Because we haven't talked about it enough. Up against the wall on her way up. <laughs> and nobody is bothered by this. <laughs> everyone's like this is perfectly fine I get that it's a life and death situation but you would be a little bit like this is pretty gross actually also you do want to keep your you know 
Um, your wound? Your wound away from the shit. Yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, we, we turn to see Tommy at the, at the shitter door. He swings, <laughs> he swings his axe, decapitating Gary, who then falls into the toilet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and there's a loud crunch as he smacks every rock on the way down before landing next to poor Cindy. He's fine. <laughs> Walk it off, Gary. Yeah. Rub some dirt in it. <laughs> um, Alice falls back into the back into the shit cave, followed by Gary's body. Ziggy is attacked by Tommy, mm-hmm. but manages to make it out. Uh, Cindy is calling out to Ziggy, basically having just heard all the commotion yeah. and knowing what the fuck's going on. She's freaking out. She's freaking out because her sister is being attacked by her probably ex now. I think they're probably not dating I, anymore. I think that shit has sailed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was fine with your kinks. And I was fine, but when you go on a murder spree, I think we should see other people. <laughs> like, how do you deliver that as if it's unreasonable? Like... <laughs> no, love is forever. <laughs> yeah, right. I forgive you, Tommy. <laughs> I forgive you. Please don't murder me. Mm, daddy. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't know what this recording is. We're just fucking loopy. I haven't even had. I haven't even had any fucking sugar today. This is the effect of Fear Street. Yeah. Ziggy runs into Nick. They hide in the animal house. Ziggy tells Nick that it's the witch, but he doesn't believe her. We hear the mess hall bell ring, which means the bus is gonna leave. Uh, Nick confesses his attraction to her. I'm like fucking duh. You guys already made out. Yeah. Um, They're about to leave when Tommy breaks in, and the pair hide. Tommy walks the cabin. He finds a couple of bloody handprints on the floor where Nick and Ziggy had been sitting. Mm -hmm. Um, But they've moved from that spot, luckily. Tommy breaks the snake enclosure. Oh, yeah. Which is something we learned about Ziggy earlier is that she doesn't like snakes. She's scared about. She's scared of. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, Yeah. the snake crawls across. Um, crawls across the pair, including Ziggy, but she manages to hold it together like a fucking champion. Ah, could not be me. I'm just like, I get that way with wasps. If there's a wasp near me, I just freeze up and like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. But sometimes it's too much and I break and run away because I hate them so much. You hate wasps. I'm kind of like that with like things with too many legs, like centipedes and stuff like that. Freak me out. Wasps are just full of hate. They attack you for no fucking reason. They're just angry bees. Yeah. Um, yeah, Tommy breaks the snake enclosure. It crawls across them. Ziggy, uh, yeah, she manages to stay completely silent, but then is suddenly grabbed from behind by the hair and pulled over the bench. Yeah, that doesn't look like a fun time. Yeah. Um, she's thrown across the cabin. Nick ends up having his legs slashed with the axe. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, But not killed because yeah. he's Sunnyvale. He's Sunnyvale, yeah. Yeah. Nick tells her to run. Ziggy runs, followed by Tommy, who's sort of charging after her. Mm-hmm. Um, Alice and Cindy have to find another way out. They look back at Nurse Lane's journal. In the legend, after she chopped off her hand, Sarah emerged at the meeting hall, which is now where the mess hall has been built. Yep. So, which means there is another way out. Alice stays behind because of her ankle. Mm-hmm. I'll catch up, she says. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Ziki calls for help and, and watches as the bus leaves. How uh, deflating. Ah, shit. Yeah, yeah, basically just like, wait, wait, oh, fuck off then. <laughs> uh, before seeing Tommy, who follows after her. Alice's nose starts to bleed. 
the witch is near. Mm-hmm. Alice realizes mm-hmm. that the giant rock that she sat next to, literally where everyone's been shitting, is Satan's stone. Yeah. Where Seraphia made her pact. Yeah. <laughs> Cindy makes her way through the cavern. Um, she can see into the kitchen of the mess hall. She finds a grate in the floor. Um, but it's screwed tightly shut. She can't get through. The fucking leg strength of this bitch. I know, right? This is some Kill Bill shit. I love Kill Bill. Yeah. 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 Thurman. Yeah. Um, Ziggy enters the mess hall and turns on the radio. It's like a winding radio or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's a weird, like, power-up. Radio. Yeah, because she like she pumps the lever a couple of times and that makes um, it play for a couple of minutes. Yeah, yeah. So she does that, and I, it's so clever. It's so technology clever. Technology is crazy. Yeah, technology is insane in the seventies. <laughs> but it's like it's very clever of her to do this to hide her footsteps as she yes. runs around. And it also conveniently hides the sound of Cindy trying to break open the gate. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So the music starts playing as um, as Ziggy makes herself scarce. Yeah. Tommy enters and follows the blood trail. Cindy starts kicking the grate, trying to get through. Um, Ziggy has armed herself with a knife yeah. from the open knife drawer that we saw earlier. <laughs> no! <laughs> what have you got? A knife! No! <laughs> um, and is hiding in the pantry. Tommy starts breaking down the door. He's no, he's no silly Billy. He's he knows not. what she's about. Mm. It's very tense, though. It is Good crazy. scenes. Yeah. Tommy gets in and searches the room. Ziggy sneaks up behind him. But is about to get in when the song cuts out, and like as her foot like rests on the floor, the floorboard creaks. Worst possible timing. Oh, so well done. It's so because it's so tense. Yeah. Um, he turns around and Ziggy stabs him in the chest. Yeah, she does. Like a fucking boss. Yeah. Tommy starts strangling her. Cindy uses her feet to push against the screw after hearing Ziggy scream. Yeah. So yeah, the fucking foot strength on Cindy as she's trying to get through this grate. Honestly, them legs. Them legs, though. Yeah. <laughs> um, Ziggy pulls a sack over Tommy's head and uses it to strangle him. There it is. This is why when we saw him in part one, he had a sack over his head. Yeah. Because Ziggy put it over. Mm. Love it. So good. He throws her off mm-hmm. and Ziggy runs. Tommy, now officially looking like the Axeman from part one, um, chases after her, but is suddenly stabbed from behind by Cindy. By Cindy. Yeah. Who's managed to break through. She has a flash of the innocent Tommy before she stabs him a couple more times. Just yeah. to make sure. Yeah. And I was like, go for the head. Really make sure he's not getting back up. <laughs> <laughs> Serial killers beware. If you come after me and I manage to knock you down, you are not getting back up. <laughs> Just FYI. The number one lesson I took away from Zombieland was the double tap. Yeah. 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 Always make sure the head's gone. Yeah. Uh, Tommy drops. Dead. Cindy and Ziggy hug. They apologize to each other for not being there for each other. Cindy agrees everything is cursed. Yes. She gives in to her pessimism. And this entire scene is very stressful because we know from the first movie that these killers can't die. And Tommy's body is just lying there the entire time. I know. I was, and you're like, guys, please, 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 please even, get out of there. Even not in a supernatural sense, I was just like, they always come back for one more scare. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, Ziggy says she could have been nicer. I was like, yeah, you, 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 you could, you could have. You're deep enough. Not gonna lie. Yeah. They promise to be there for each other. They hear a rustling from the great. Cindy goes to check, and it's Alice. She caught up. Hey, Snitch. She, it's an affectionate nickname now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Cindy helps Alice out of the grate. They hug. Alice reveals she found Satan's stone, and buried, uh, and buried in the moss was Seraphia's hand. And this prop bothers me. Why? Why does it bother you? Because it's just a nitpicky little thing that those bones would not be held together. There's no tendons or anything left to hold them together. Mm, it has been 300 years. Yeah. There's there's nothing on it. It's yeah, just it should just be bones. It should just be a pile of bones. And maybe it's being held together by moss. Maybe it's being held together by... Wishful thinking and love. Poop moss and witch <laughs> Poop moss. <laughs> it is. <laughs> yes. So to end the curse, they need to bring the hand uh, to Sarah's body by the hanging tree. Mm-hmm. Ziggy's nose starts bleeding. The blood drops onto the bones of Seraphia's hand, and she has visions of Seraphia. And I went, oh, shit, see, Berman Ziggy. Why? Yeah. Okay, interesting. It makes so much sense. Question mark. Yeah. Um, they decide to bury the hand now. I was like, yeah, what, you want to wait till next Christmas? What? Yeah, what you mean? <laughs> yeah. Um, like, we'll do it tomorrow morning. we got time. Yeah. I'm Let's like, just get a good night's rest. I'm like, no, we'll why? Do it tomorrow. Just, yeah. just, just do it now. I suppose um, they think that Tommy's dead at this point, so. I guess so. The camera travels into the hand, then into the grate of the kitchen, and down to the caverns. The pulsating mass of flesh spits out gunk, which then forms into a body as the names on the rocks begin to bleed. Yeah. Tommy's body twitches. What? What? No. See, this is why I think the the pulsating mass of flesh is like a portal to hell because that's where all the like killers are coming out of. So I was like, oh yeah, it's like summoning the spirits back, kind of. You're not entirely right, but you're not entirely wrong. Okay, interesting. Is it like the witch's heart or something? No. Okay, we'll get to it. Yeah. In part three. Yeah. Um, the three get ready to leave. Though they want Alice to stay behind because she's injured. She explains why she cuts herself after her family fell apart. She says she's not missing out on the end of a curse. Mm. I can hobble just fine, she says. Yeah. <laughs> can you, babe? <laughs> and she wants to do it for Arnie, for Tommy, and for Shadyside. Yeah. Alice is then axed to death. Just so, like... Unceremoniously. this inspiring speech about how she wants to help, like, put an end to this, and then she's dead. Yeah. It's like how Kate and Simon died very abruptly. In yes. One. It's yeah. so abrupt. It's so um, By the resurrected Tommy. Yeah. Cindy smacks him with a shovel. Love this. Before decapitating him with the shovel. Feral on his ass. She's like, fuck off. She smacks him with the shovel and then... And then repeatedly slams it, yeah, into his neck to... Yeah, upright as well. It's not like Tommy fell over. Yeah, yeah, up against the wall and... Why? Why? You die! And decapitates him with the shovel. It's amazing. she she wouldn't be able to kill him. Yeah. Wasn't that funny? That was funny. (laughs) Um, Cindy then takes a moment to uh, comfort Alice as she dies. Yeah, that was very sad. sad. I liked Alice. Yeah, Ziggy looks up to looks up as a girl singing as a girl's singing echoes from 
the kitchen grate. It's I was like, I had a little moment. I was like, I know that song. Hey, babe. The pair watch as Ruby Lane crawls out from the kitchen grate. Looking good. Tommy's body grabs at Ziggy as she runs past, but they both manage to make it out. Mm-hmm. We see another figure start to make their way out from the grate. So we know it's like, it's an entourage. Yeah. There's an entourage of serial killers after you. Yeah, have a party. No big deal. Yeah. It's only one serial killer. <laughs> yeah. What's the big deal? It's just one serial killer. And then three more come out of the grate and you're like, uh. What's the big deal? It's just three serial killers. <laughs> There's only four of them, guys. Come on. There's only five. <laughs> Six? There's only oh three. my god. <laughs> it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. Oh my god. We stopped them once before. <laughs> We see another figure start to make their way out of the grate. Um, Ziggy and Cindy start to dig at the hanging tree. Mm-hmm. Ziggy looks up to see the killers coming for them. There's a little boy in a ceramic, uh, in what looks like a ceramic mask. Some kind of mask, yeah, with a baseball bat. He's carrying a baseball bat. Mm-hmm. And he, this looks like, like a six to eight year old. Mm-hmm. It's a young, young kid. Um, we've seen this killer before, but only in flashes. Only briefly, yeah. In part one and in part two in flashes, we've seen this killer. Yeah. Uh, Cindy looks up to see Ruby Lane swaggering her way from the woods. Hey, girl. <laughs> How you living? Oh, Sammy. Um, <laughs> they keep digging and and they find a stone with a message carved into it that says, The Witch Forever Lives. And I was like, who fucking moved it? The scene hits so different once you've watched the third movie. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, is it revealed who moved it? Yeah. Who moves the body? Yeah. I was going to say, because I was like, wait, but the the body they found was next to the car wreck, which like in the middle of the woods. And I was like, oh, maybe this is the middle of the woods in like 30 years or yeah. 20 years or whatever. Yeah. It's not. No. No. Cindy and Ziggy turn to leave when they see Tommy running at them. Yeah. They're now surrounded on all four sides by killers. There's the little boy with the baseball bat. There's Tommy with his axe and a sack face. There's Ruby Lane. <laughs> and there's one other one who looks like a milkman or he's something. Milkman. Yeah. He's a milkman? Yeah. yeah. He's a very, very creepy, gross milkman. Yes. Uh, Cindy tries to bargain with Sarah Fear, but the killers don't stop. Yeah. Um, Cindy realizes they're after Ziggy because she bled on the bone. Yep. And Cindy fights off Tommy to give Ziggy a chance to run. Cindy is knocked down and Ziggy, distracted by her sister, uh, is caught and stabbed by the serial killer milkman. Cindy is brutally axed to death. Repeatedly in the chest. Repeatedly in the chest with like the... Yeah, it's it's gnarly. It was funny at this point when I was watching it with Anya because she was still convinced that Cindy was C. Berman. Yeah. And I was like, she was like, how is she going to come back from this? And I was like, how indeed? <laughs> well, because then, because then um, Ziggy starts getting stabbed as well. And I was like, oh, oh, you're both dead. Yeah, there's definitely some like... Hollywood suspension of disbelief required. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I've got notes. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely some uh, suspension of disbelief because Ziggy is stabbed several times so with like a hunting knife. Yeah. And she goes down and they're both, um, they whisper to each other something they said earlier in the movie, nothing will, te- nothing will pull us apart. And then Ziggy replies, never again. And then they both die. Yeah, it's really sad. It's really sad because they're reaching for each other and they're just out of arm's reach. Yeah. Ziggy has flashes of the witch as she dies. And we pull away to see the sisters um, are dead Mm -hmm. and only like a meter apart from each other. 
their hands outstretched to each other, yeah. but not quite touching. Yeah. Very sad. We get voiceover of C. Berman, who says that um, this incident was 5,937 days ago. Yeah. They were both dead. Then we see Nick run over, and he manages to give Ziggy CPR. CPR, excuse me. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you know what fixes stabs? CPR. CPR. CPR is miracle medicine that saves everyone, uh, even when they're already dead. By by all medical shen- shenanigans, I guess, Ziggy is brought back to life by CPR. Yeah. And it's unrealistic CPR too, because they never do it hard enough. Mm, it's if just... you're not breaking ribs, it's not hard enough. I think I said that in the last one as well. Uh, yeah, you did. <laughs> <laughs> one of those things that I just notice in movies. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But yeah, uh, my, my note here was just, um, I don't think that's how you fix a stabbing. What do you mean? You... <laughs> <laughs> the cause of death will either be bleeding she's either had uh, sustained so many injuries that she's bled to death yeah the CPR puts the blood back in her body <laughs> or it's... she's got major internal organ damage yeah the CPR fixes internal organ damage in which case the CPR will just sort of splurt blood out of all the holes no <laughs> stitches it up this is basic stuff Jason I'm sorry we this in like primary school uh, okay <laughs> <laughs> I'm just frustrated now <laughs> Josh questions um, questions that she's Ziggy. So uh, yeah, flashback to ninety four. Sorry, flash flash forward to ninety four. Yeah, Josh Josh Wait, is like, hang on a second, Ziggy. But you're yeah. Ziggy. Yeah. And um, we cut to Ziggy being loaded into an ambulance. Perfectly fine, apparently. Yeah. She was only dead from stab multiple stab wounds ten yeah. minutes ago. It's fine. But now she's fine. Now she's fine to have a conversation before she's taken to the hospital. Yeah. yeah. Um, her name, uh, her official name is Christine. Official name. Official name, not nickname, <laughs> is Christine. Christine. Yeah. So she is C. Berman. Yeah. 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 Um, she asks for her sister, and everyone sort of tugs their collars. Um, <laughs> Literally. Yeah. Everyone's just like, Where's my sister? And it's like, <laughs> I can only perform life saving CPR on one of the four reasons. Yeah, it only works for hunting knife wounds, axe wounds. You need. It's uh, totally different. You need to check their pulse. You need for... to people for that kind of CPR. Fuck's sake. Um, but she looks over and she basically sees her body, uh, her sister's body on a gurney. Mm. The white cloth goes over and it's wheeled away. Um, Christine told everyone the truth, but no one believed, not even Nick. The scumbag. The sheriff, Sheriff Good didn't even believe her. Went back on what he said. Yeah. Asshole. Um, Ziggy is driven away while Nick explains to the cops that Tommy killed everyone. Christine says that she refused to see Nick again after that day. Can't imagine why. No, can't imagine. Mm. Not a single reason why. Yeah. Camera pans over the camp where the bodies of 11 victims are laid out and covered. Shots around camp. It starts raining. We see Sarah's hand fall into the hole that was dug by the hanging tree. Mm-hmm. Um, Christine is interrupted by an alarm. So now we're back in 1994. Yeah. Dina and Josh explain they found Sarah's body. They can end the curse. They just need the hand from Camp Camp Nightwing. Mm-hmm. Um, cut to the mall. The Love this. 
they built a mall around the hanging tree. Yes. The hanging tree is the only tree, is the, the tree in the middle of the food court that we saw in the first movie. Yeah. Because it's where Heather was killed. Yeah. Love this. Um, Josh and Dana dig at the tree in the food court as this is where the camp Nightwing used to be. Mm -hmm. They built a mall atop it. Christine calls Sheriff Good and Good puts on his lights and heads to Christine's. Mm -hmm. Dina tells Josh to stay in the car while she deals with the body. So they found the hand, presumably, Mm -hmm. and now they're going to go put it with the body. Uh, Her nose starts bleeding as she digs up the body by Peter's wrecked car. And I was yep. like, oh my god, I remember this car. Oh my god, it all ties together. It's so she, clever. She puts the hand with the bones and has flashes of Sarah fear. Mm-hmm. She wakes up in the past, hunched over a water trough covered in blood. Someone calls her name, calling her Sarah. Sarah fear. So now Dina is Sarah Fear. I love that transition. In 1666. Ah, it's so good. Final shot of Dina as Sarah Fear turning to her name being called. Yeah. Next time on Fear Street 1666, and we'll avoid that. We won't won't touch on that. We will just tackle it when the movie happens. Yeah. So that concludes Fear Street Part 2, 1978-2021. How often did you have to practice that? Uh, many times. <laughs> <laughs> so, Dylan, give me your rundown for part two of Fear Street. What did you think as far as the script, the the dialogue, how did it improve on the first one? Give me your rundown. Well, I don't think I've been very clear about how I feel about these movies up until this point. <laughs> Absolutely I love not. It. It's not. It's honestly my least favorite of the three, and that is including the kind of religious trauma stuff. I experienced watching the third one. Right. But um, it's still, it's so good. And it's such a good, like, mm. um, homage to Friday like, the 13th. Friday the 13th it's, like, yeah. I mean, we have we have a, a sack-faced, axe-wielding murderer in a, in a summer camp. In a summer camp, yeah. I'm like, it's Friday the 13th part two. And the, like, jarring sex scenes. Oh, and so good. So funny. Yeah, I, I love Ziggy. She's such a cool character. Still can't take adult Ziggy seriously because of who plays her, but... Mm. I do love that the, like... The first movie had this very neon-looking yeah. style, and this movie isn't trying to copy it. It's no. got its own style. Mm-hmm. It's yep. very sort of pastel. It's very... I, I, not not kind of, muted, it but like have a noticeable color scheme at all. Really, it's just like it's just a camp movie. Yeah, that but is like, it. Yeah, yeah. Like as much as I love, 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 love the bright neon aesthetic, mm, it wouldn't have movie. worked. It in wouldn't this. have worked, and it's it's kind of a nice break. Yeah, yeah. It's nice that each movie has its own style. Yeah, and like I said, it's a homage to fucking. Friday the 13th, yeah. so it's mimicking that sort of style, and yeah. it does it beautifully, but it's got its own full, unique story. It's just giving nods to to, you know, one of the most iconic horror yeah. movies. Yeah. And why not? I mean, and the first movie was a nod to Scream, yeah. and this movie's a nod to Friday the 13th. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Go That's for really it. Good. This is what I mean by, like, giving homage to not just knocking off, not yeah. just... Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it also, like, 
does the classic thing of like answering a bunch of questions from the first one, but also yes. then there's more questions. It gives you more of the rhyme about Sarah yeah. Fear. It answers questions, but also gives you new ones, which is good because it answers most of the questions you have from the first one that would have been pending. Mm-hmm but then gives you new ones to ponder for part three. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, okay, I need to watch part three so I know what this is and, and what this fucking thing is and what that means. So good. I'm very excited for you to watch part three because, like, obviously you learn more about Seraphia and mm. Yeah, it'll be, I assume, the death of Seraphia, so I'm very yeah. excited to see what that's about. Yeah. So, um, your personal enjoyment rating for this movie, do I need to ask? 3,000 out of 10. <laughs> So awful. Yeah, I hate it. It's terrible. It's too straight. <laughs> Not enough gay sex in this movie. Um. Well, I like the third one. <laughs> what? Oh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I thought this was really good. I liked it more than the first one. Did you? I think it's because I could... I found the characters more enjoyable to watch. Excuse me? Kate and Simon are turning I mean, in their graves right now. I will forever love Kate and Simon, but, like, the core, like, Josh, Dina, and Sam, I I mean, we talked about in the first part, I was like, yeah, they're kind of a bit meh. They're fine, but they're a bit one note. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Dina had definitely has her moments where you're like, you're kind of unlikable. Mm. Like, I like that about her, though. Like, she's kind of yeah. a shitty person, because sometimes people are just kind of shitty people. And Josh is just kind of there. Josh is just a nerd. But this one, it was just like, all the characters had, like, progression arcs and yeah. had things to do. And I, I just really connected with the characters Shayla, more in this. Who just, except for Sheila, who should have fucking died. She should have. Should have left her in the fucking bathroom. But then she, Gary might be alive. just had a heart attack from the fright. And then fall down the shit. <laughs> and fall oh, down into the cave. Yeah, fall down into the shit cave and die there. Uh, I'm so sorry to the actress who plays Sheila. You were amazing. She did do a very good yes. job. I always maintain that, like... We hate your character, not you. Yeah. If a character, like, gives you visceral feelings of, like, I fucking hate this bitch, then the actor has done a really good job. Yeah, absolutely. You've done your job yeah. perfectly. Yeah. Good job. Yeah, I never get I never get this whole thing where people start hating on the actor for a character they played. I'm like, fuck off. Does my head in. People are so stupid. Because that's why what's the name we played Joffrey in Game of Thrones doesn't act anymore. Yeah, and um, there was a guy... I don't know if you were around for this, but back in the day, there was a guy on Shoreland Street who um, played, like, a really despicable character. Mm. And he would get people coming up to him in the street and be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And he's like, what? He's like, I am an actor. Yeah. You understand that this is not real, right? Uh, yeah. People hand me a script and I say the words. Yeah. Like, what do you want from me? Yeah. It's, yeah, it's so stupid. Um, speaking of, we like to give credit where credit's due. So there's a particular actor or character that you'd like to give props to in this movie. Oh, it's got to be Ziggy. Ziggy? Come on. She's so cool. She's very good. I do like Cindy because I like that she starts off as this prissy sort of, because they really do pull the rug out with the C. Berman thing. Yes. Because the entire time they're like, oh, okay, I can see what's happening. I literally spent the entire movie. starting out really prissy and she didn't swear and she was so like, but you could see she was a little bit neurotic and you're like, okay, I understand how she spiraled into what she is today. To become like the 500 alarms lady especially because Tommy always makes a really big deal whenever Cindy swears yeah and yeah. and C. Berman swears like a fucking sailor yes. every five minutes and I was spending the entire movie waiting for Cindy to see the witch yeah and then Ziggy sees it and I go oh shit yeah. okay interesting yeah good twist yeah Um. well you can give it to Ziggy because I gave it to Emily Rudd who played Cindy 
No, there you go. There we go. Between yeah. the two of us. Yeah. I mean, cast all round, phenomenal. Really? Everyone. Not yeah. a bad actor. Yeah. Kid actors, brilliant. Yeah. They're all so convincing. I love that little that little tubby kid who did not deserve to die like yeah. that. He was adorable. He was going to play charades. Yeah, he was so nice. Yeah. And those, except for the Sunny Bell kids, they can they can die. The Sunny Bell, yeah. Yeah, whatever. Whatever, it's fine. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> so, we have one more part to go. Fear Street Part 3, night... 1666, 2021, will be coming out shortly. So thank you so much for joining me, Dylan. And you will be joining me again very shortly to conclude this trilogy slash one story movie. I'm so excited. There are so many things (laughs) that are just like... That are waiting in the wings. Yeah. Thank you, everyone, so much for listening. And we will see you again next week. Bye-bye now. Bye. Thanks again to our guests. And thank you for listening. Don't forget to leave a rating and review. It really does help people find the podcast. And remember, you can get in on the discussion by sending us an email, cherrypophorror at gmail.com. Okay, I'll let you go. Good night. Sleep tight. Don't let the monsters bite.